Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Winter Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. This sports program starts all right now. Sports are certainly happening right now, and we are covering it all. And last night, something changed the trajectory of history because there was a win by a team that hadn't had a win yet in a series. And they weren't the only series that was just complete shutouts. Mm -hmm. All four conference finals were complete blowouts until last night. Mm -hmm. We can't thank the NBA and the NHL for happening enough. This has been a fantastic watch at evenings whenever we get to see incredible performances performed on ice and on the court. And those days are coming to an end quickly yeah. as these series are wrapping up. But one of them will be prolonged at least another game because the Boston Celtics were able to remember how to play basketball yeah. against the Miami Heat. Other than that, it's 3-0, 3-0, 4-0, everywhere else mm-hmm. across the conference finals and sports. We'll be covering all of it. Pack show today. Pack, pack, pack Huge. show today. We got Michael Block. Come on. The story of the PGA Championship this past weekend. Obviously, he was the course pro uh, who was giving lessons a few years back. He's the reigning, defending, undisputed, I think, like professional PGA (laughs) course pro (laughs) person. Guy. Yeah. So he's the best golfer amongst the course pros. They're all certified by PGA. I believe that is certified resume Mm -hmm. legit. Mm -hmm. He got a chance to go play with the big boys. He did. And he performed magnificently. Yes, he did. Hitting a hole-in-one on PGA Championship Sunday whenever everybody was talking about he's got to collapse at some point. This is way too much pressure. He was cool as a cucumber, this fucking guy, out of... I he went Missouri, he was, yeah, Missouri, Iowa, Iowa, currently in California. California. Went to like Mississippi State for college. Super cool dude. It oh, seems yeah. like. Oh yeah. Can't wait to chat with him in about fifteen minutes. Coach Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Beals will join us in the Ooh, second hour. Back to back days with Buffalo Beals on the program. Good to see Von Miller yesterday. Mm-hmm. Great to talk with Coach McDermott today. Uh-huh. Haven't talked to him in like a year or so. Yeah, Long yeah. Time. What's what's up, man? He's taking over a little bit more control of the defense, if you do recall, because yeah. Leslie Frazier kind of stepped away in uh, time that we didn't really expect that. Did he expect that? How how excited is he to be back hands-on? And also, Demar Hamlin was running drills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've seen this guy die. Yeah. This is a guy you love. You had to handle an entire... I mean, that's quite a piece of adversity when your teammate dies on the football field. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of the season for it to happen, you don't know what's going to take place, and then everything that follows afterwards. How'd you guide the ship? I thought he did a fantastic job, as did Zach Taylor yeah. with the Cincinnati Bengals in the same exact situation. Can't wait to talk to Coach Sean McDermott. And then Dana White will join us. Come on. Go. Yeah, that thing where they're popping yes. each other right yeah. in the mouth. Yeah. yeah. The, exactly. the, bomb, the, the super slap. Yeah. Yeah. That's happening. They have one tonight. Two 400-pounders are about to strap themselves to a table and smack each other right in the fucking mouth. All in. One of them's 400-plus, so I'm assuming like 405, just soft-ass 400 pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yikes. There's a 488-pound human tonight Ooh. that's stepping into the slap batter's Chamber, the box. The arena. Yeah. What is that called? Yeah, the slapper's box. And this, yeah. The slapper's box. And this is going to get... Uh, Hundreds of millions of views. It's going yeah. to. We can't wait to hear what Dan mm-hmm. is up to, what he's been up to, what he's chatting about. Obviously, Power Slap 2 is happening this evening. He'll be wanting to chat about that. I think UFC obviously has a card this weekend. And also, I can't wait to ask him about the initial reaction from his particular fans whenever he decided to take the UFC to ESPN+. Plus. Oh, that's a good question. Sell out. Hmm. I'm pumped to hear his answer to that. Yeah, me too. I think I'm yeah. going to get a motivational speech from Dana White, yeah. probably. I think yeah. so. I, yeah. 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 I think yeah. you I, will. I'm thinking 
And he also cut a promo about the PFL and Bellator teaming up. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear his thoughts on how the business is kind of changing, especially with Nganu signing over there. John Jones is back. Seems to be active and talking again. Yep. Because after his last win, which came very quickly, very easily to make him the champion again, yep. after a two-year hiatus or whatever, I guess he just went missing for a couple weeks. And yeah. uh, just kind of went back into his family time, probably, we would guess. And then he's come out of that. What's next for that? What about Connor and Chandler? What are we mm. thinking about that? Mm. Ultimate fighters around the corner. Connor right. McGregor seemingly getting back into the octagon, Here huh? What's going on? What are we thinking? Where are we thinking? How are we thinking? Mm-hmm. should make a good it? conversation. And we'll also take your phone calls on the 5 Energy phone line. one 833 3663 or 1833-4 All the boys are here to talk to the table at Boss Connor and Natasha Schmidt. One half of the hammer, Don Cowboys turn Diggs is here. And 14-year NFL icon. Corner for and punt returner for the Titans. What? Cowboys. What? Bengals. What? Broncos. What? Pac-Man Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Great to see you, Pac. And before we dive into how cool you look today. Yeah, yeah. my God. Top notch. Holy shit. It's absurd. You sh- she went in your closet this morning and said, uh, where's the fucking coolest thing I got? Mm-hmm. And that's what you came up mm-hmm. with? Yeah. You look super cool. <laughs> Makes Absolutely. sense. Yeah. You, you do look super yeah. cool. Hey, my boy Foxy looked really cool back there, too, though. Yeah, you're right. You got, you got to give him his flowers back there. Yeah, you're right. Foxy's got a sweet pole, though. He's both parts of the drug transaction. That's mm-hmm. right. Yep. He's selling and buying right. at a certain time in a certain place, mm-hmm. and he looks so cool. Foxy's so ridiculously handsome, and the way he's built is like a mannequin for, like, he would have been a great fashion model, I, I would believe. Yeah, like, sure. He looks incredible in this thing. Thank this needs you. to be the new Foxy here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. come on, Foxy. Yeah, you know, I woke up this morning, and I decided, how do I ruffle everyone's feathers in the office? And it's so <laughs> simple. It's the simplest thing ever. You yeah. just wear a new T-shirt. That's yeah, all you got to do is wear a new shirt. Yeah. No, you, you, you don't ruffle. I mean, uh, you guys. Oh, no, yeah. You yeah. ruffle yeah. everyone's feather. Yeah. In fact, everyone turns into a stand up comedian whenever you wear a new shirt or new nah. clothing don't item. Don't say everyone. You. Sounds like we're ruffling your feathers. Yeah, Foxy. we're complimenting no, you. Dude. Don't no. say everyone. And also, the only thing ruffling anybody's feathers is when you just put two water bottles directly in front of a camera. That yeah, I actually didn't up. put those there. I don't know who put those there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was the yesterday. Yeah, I can tell you who it was. Yeah. All right, thanks, Mitt. Hey, Answer those phones right here, baby. Keep it going, Mitt. He's saying Mitt. I'm great. I'm fucking happy Mitt's yeah. taking care of himself. He was back there. Bruce is back there. Obviously, Dirty Urbo's in the building. You know, Herbie's mm-hmm. kid, Mitt's right. here. Right. And uh, Back Porch Barber, JC, cut the hairs today. We can't thank them enough. But let's talk about something that happened last night in oh, the sports yeah. world. Because there was a first happening right in front of our eyes. Yeah. History was being made. Things that would say hasn't been since... 2023 was taking place. All the conference finals for both the NBA and the NHL were clean sweeps. Mm-hmm. 3-0, 3-0, 3-0, 3-0. 3-0. And obviously at 3-0 became 4-0 when Lakers got fucking swept out of the building in their building. Yeah. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Tough. LeBron and the yeah. Lakers swept at home. Oh, that's 4-0. Is there a chance that all these are going to go? Well, there's no way that the Hurricanes, Panthers continue to go. That's gone to overtime a couple times. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's still... Yeah. One nothing. Yep. Still go Vegas Golden Knights and Dallas Stars. Something's got to happen. And all I want you're fucking with Stoner. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. that early in the game. I mean, they're going to keep going. And then the Heat and the Celtics. Hold on. Yeah. Are the Celtics just going to get boat raced Whoa. out of the fucking conference finals? There's chance for records to happen in history to take place. 
The Celtics would have had to lose four straight. Mm-hmm. Mazzola, this guy who can't coach, doesn't know anything. Got Doc Rivers fired last year. Loves but the town. Has no idea what he's doing. Watches the town four times a day so he can buy into the culture up there. Get him out, run him out of town. Womp. They win a game last night and ruin it all. Yep. Connor, how come you guys have to ruin everything? We had a chance for history to take place, yeah. mm-hmm. and you guys go and decide to win a game, 116-99. Not a bad performance. Now you're eight-point favorites in the next game. Yeah. What are they saying? You guys ruined a chance at history, though, Connor. And I understand you're probably happy about it, but I'm, I like watching history. I like being a part of it, even if it's going to cause a nine-day hiatus for sports because nobody could have expected this TV-wise, arena-wise, and everything like that. You guys ruined it. You ruined it last night. Well, you got to think a bit like this, Pat, okay? Yeah, we were down 3-0, and Boston has seen this before in 2004 against the Yankees. And we came back first team ever in baseball history mm-hmm. to come back 3-0. That happened? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, advanced. Broke the curse. Yep. Broke, oh, reverse the curse. Grand, yeah. grand slam games. Too. Yeah. Yep. Have you guys won one since then? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I you're st- past it as well. I, well, but yeah. I still have nightmares about that, yeah. for sure. Sox have won four since then, too. Yeah. Or including that one, because they actually they won those four straight games, and they won four more straight games and swept the Cardinals. First ever in World Series, though, to be down 3-0 and come back and win? First ever in baseball history. Never, wow! Never to happen before again. Pretty crazy. Crazy. In the crowd of the game last night, Derek Jeter, captain of that 2003 team. And some people I saw on the internet were saying, you know, history does repeat itself. And sometimes it doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. And last night, we saw a lot of rhyming. Okay, yeah. Maybe it would have been cool for everyone to get swept. Because guess what? That means less sports for us. It's actually not cool. Okay, what would it's be history, cool? Though. What yeah. we're talking about is yeah. history. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're, Iconic. We're going to have history once again. And that's when the Boston Celtics, Joe Missoula, the boys, Tatum, Brown, Horford, Why? Marcus Smart, Why? Bob Williams, Time Lord. When they come back 3-0. Oh, shit. And they win four straight games, which, mind you, Pac-Man, which... I don't think he the, He doesn't agree. The Celt- <laughs> hey, Celtics have won four straight games, I think, six-plus times this season. It's not something that they're, you know, it's unheard of to do for this team. You know what they haven't done? They've never lost four straight games. Now, granted, yes, Connor, they only have to lose one more game to lose the series. I get that, but we figured something out. They're on game point. They're all yeah. game point. Exactly. You can't make a single mistake. No, this is Redemption Cup. Not one bad quarter where all of nope. a sudden that nope. hoop looks smaller than everyone, everything nope. else. Not one game out of Tatum where he's refusing to take a shot. Mm-hmm. Nope. Not one Joe Missoula timeout. No. Not one of those. No, but. You got about a perfect game for the rest of this thing. Never happened in NBA history. They said it. Yeah, it never happened. But, you know, those things are meant to be broken. There's always, it never happened until it does. You know, that's what they oh, say. And let's think about this, true, too. That is true, isn't it? it is. Absolutely. We can't have Stand a bad down. quarter. We were down by nine in the third quarter with, I think, seven minutes to go. And then who comes alive? Jason Tatum. He scores 25 points in the second half. The first and game he done hit a – the first time in the whole series he done hit a fucking jumper. Absolutely. Also, the first time in the whole series that the Miami Heat have missed. This is the first time they've shot under 48% from three-point Are they okay? Line. Is everything okay? Well, that's I the thing. You, basketball is a big – it's a streaky sport. You know, shooters get hot, and then they get cold. In the first three games – I'll say it. I'll be the first one to say it. They were hot, and the Boston Celtics were cold. Very cold. Losing that's, by 30s. Getting, nice, getting killed. Nice prayer. Not, not even losing. Blowing leads. Being up by 15. Being up by 13. Yeah. And then the Miami Heat coming out, scorching hot on the other side. And, you know, they ended up winning those first three. And it, it wasn't pretty. No. By any means. But you can't tell me when you watch game one, game two. Game three was a blowout. Start to finish. Wire to wire. Blowout. Game one, game two, we were, what, six minutes away from winning both of those? Probably should have. Oh, here we go. People, people might have. Oh, we were looking at those games all wrong. Yeah, exactly. Especially we're, now that you got to win. Bingo. Yeah. We're right there on the edge. Come on, boys. And, and now we're okay. going back to Boston, okay? 
Game We're five. shipping up to Boston. Whoa! Shipping up to Boston. Whoa! And, uh, you know, T's and P's to Shaq and Chuck because they were pissed because if, you know, the Heat won last night, their season's over. It's all ESPN. <laughs> Shaq is probably in Indiana right now preparing for his sweet set in the snake pit because we yeah. know Diesel's going to bring it. Oh, Diesel's going to bring it. Bring he, it. he always does. Dees, has Dees ever not brought it? No. No, no never. No. That's kind of the, the whole part of the D's. Yeah, exactly. And now I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news for the D's. Sorry about it. But the Celtics are going to win game five. What? At home. In Boston. So it's going to six, you're saying? In game six is Saturday. In D's, I think, is performing Sunday. So he's going to have a long couple-day trip because guess what? What? After Sunday, game seven's on Monday. Oh, wow. That's a three-day run there for D's. Yeah, Memorial Day night. Who says no? Not me. Not anybody in Boston. because guess No, what? no, Boston already fired Joe and got rid of everybody, right? Good point. Guess what? That's J- the thing. Jalen and Jason, they, they, they don't play. Done. Just, done. just the same way that shooters are streaky and they go hot and cold. Fans are too, especially in Boston when you're losing. But they're hot now. And we know Joe Missoula, you know, he's going to not only win this series, he's going he's gonna to figure out Joker. One half of the hammer. Done. Cowboys, good gobbler. I, I, was thinking, at the I was just thinking, Connor, you know, two seed and eight seed. Normally, in, if, if that was a, uh, a matchup that was happening, you'd think, Hey, that'll probably be a sweep by the Boston Celtics. Bingo. Who says they can't win four, row, four in a row and sweep the Heat? Thank you, Tony. Yeah, they're eight-point favorites. Seems yeah. like the books have faith that they're going to go back to Boston and figure it Let's out. Let's do well, it. Well, the books. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah. they should do that. Actually, thank you to the Celtics for it doing be, this. Mm-hmm, exactly. Got a spot in Miami? Yep. Yes. Yeah, because the other one, we got nothing on the West. Nothing. Because no. the Joker did his thing. <laughs> totally. And did his thing. So now it's just all eyes on. Thank you, Celtics. Yeah, thank you. And you know what? You guys are going to win them all. Now that you know, sure. probably by 15 20. Yeah. Now that you yeah. said that, that's probably what they were thinking. You know, like, mm-hmm. hey guys, no one's going to be thinking about the Nuggets versus the Lakers anymore. It's just us. Our show. It's our time. Joe Mazzola, younger coach, too, thinking about mm-hmm. content. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Let's go down. Mm-hmm. Let's you guys see what's going team. on in the West. What's that? Joker's running through him. Let's, mm-hmm. let's wait until it's just our time. Bide our time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When it's just us on TV every other night. Like yeah. at Bunker Hill. Don't shoot till you see the white of their eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we did. They did. They got real close, didn't they? they, yeah. they I mean, they got real close. Me to you. And then they started firing off. And, and guess oh. who won that battle? Who's that? Boston. <laughs> guess who's going to win this battle? It's true. Boston. Boston has done a lot in the history of the United States, mm-hmm. both uh, in the real world and the sports world. Well, yeah. America was born in Boston. In Massachusetts specifically. Yeah, what was that place? The Rock? Plymouth Rock. There it is. Yep. Wasn't that more so the place? Or? Those people Plymouth were, is in those Massachusetts. Those people were scumbags. So. Yeah, certainly. It, pilgrims? I, I understand Plymouth is in Mass, but yeah. Boston's just like first... Boston. Uh, was that the first big city? Boston? No, New York, right? Oh, I think it was Boston, and then it was Philadelphia. Philadelphia was capital. Because Philadelphia, Philadelphia was the capital. capital. Yeah. But if right. everybody's coming through that rock right there, you'd assume that they're potentially... <laughs> Could have just post up in a similar spot, or they come through the rock and then move. They came through the rock, yeah, and then they everyone started going, depending on who you believe in, how many wives you can have, all that type of stuff. Quakers, Mormons, yep. everyone just kind of did their own thing. And when did the I stat, no Guam? Uh, no, the New York entrance. What's that called? Uh, Ellis Island. Oh, Ellis Island. When did that become like just the? Hey, this is how this goes. Uh, this 1800s? is saying that uh, New Amsterdam, which AKA Manhattan, was created in the mid 1620s. Boston was 1630. So mm. yeah, city wasn't established. We landed in 1492 because Columbus sailed the open. He did the ocean blue. I mean, we all know that. But he landed in Manhattan. <laughs> Not everybody. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of question marks around that whole story. There is. Yeah, well, and Christopher Columbus himself. Some people say he's a murderer. Now, I am not in a position to here's say the, that. Here's the thing about back in the day. Yeah. And I don't love it. 
I wish they were nicer. Mm-hmm. Me too. I think there's a lot of bad people back then. A lot I think of that's them. a safe yeah. assumption. I think mm-hmm. a lot of ter- mm-hmm. imperialism. I don't like. It. We got to keep getting better, don't we? I, that's right. One hundred percent. Just like the we got to keep getting better. Just like the Boston Celtics. They need to get better a lot. Big time. They won by seventeen. We just need to play our game. Year Colony was founded. Connecticut, sixteen thirty-three. Delaware, sixteen thirty-one. That was that's an island, isn't it? Delaware kind of is out there. Yeah. Uh, well, it's more no, inland, it's though, Edward, isn't Rhode it? Island. Rhode Island, yeah, is is out there. Really? I thought Delaware is Delaware. Delaware is Delaware's connected like Maryland. Maryland. Yeah, which one's down there? That's I didn't know Delaware was down that low. I don't think. I think I thought I Delaware was up, yeah, up, up here, Vermont kind of. It's, it's not. not. No, it's down over yonder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was probably a point where I'd assume. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the Baltimore Bay. Think. Is that a thing? I just know it's a, there's Chesapeake water near Bay. Chesapeake. There Bay. it is. Six feet. Anyways. Boston's coming back. Boston's right. coming back. And, you know, you keep going down. Boston's 1620. Uh, Virginia, 1607. Well, that's impossible. Roanoke. <laughs> yeah, Roanoke was the first colony. Oh, they yeah, all, Col- colony. Sure. And that's why D.C. So they just thing. organized what it was first, you think? Is that what we're thinking? And who knows? Right? Yeah. No idea. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. 1633? Yeah, they got pictures. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm thinking I'm, there's some question marks. Uh, yeah, uh, bingo. <laughs> so killing witches. How do they know? Yeah, I mean... Not, hey, we gotta. We just gotta get better. That's exactly. Right. Just keep getting better. Yeah. Every We're trying. Better. We are, aren't we? Yeah. Every day. Doing what That's we right. can. I got that electrical vehicle. Exactly. Yes. Boom. Saving the world, right? Bingo. Yeah. What, what? Pac Man? What? The electric vehicles. Nothing. Well, yeah, you can't drive them. What? Are you speechless? Because how great they are. He, he, well, you don't go far in yours. You're not, yeah. so, you're not supposed to. They've been lying for ten years about that. Oh thing. yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, I found out about the battery. And uh, I don't know if I'm saving the world anymore. Yeah. What? Well, illicit means to, to getting those batteries. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Sometimes there's a price to pay to save the world. That's a great <laughs> quote from like a superhero movie for sure. Yeah. But like whenever you buy one of those and you just grindstand on how you're saving the world, which I did. Yep. Right? I would go, I wouldn't be able to take it to Pittsburgh, but I would travel to Pittsburgh. Exactly. And I would hop in like Nick Subi mm-hmm. and he would have to turn that thing on. I'm like, do you even care? Kill the environment. Do you even care about the God. world no. at all? No, you don't. This was like back original OG version of Tesla or whatever. Mm-hmm. Only got it so I could say that. Now, once you get inside of it, it's like, well, this performance is faster and quicker than all these super expensive cars. It seems like it can last a pretty good distance. Uh, can't travel anywhere outside about 10 miles. Right. So need to do that. You know, just plug it in at home or whatever. Yeah. And then here we are 10 years later and just uh, found out. That's yep. not the question. That's yep. not, yeah. No. It's what'd not you, about that. What'd that's you find what, out? That's your grandstanding. That's what I was saying. <laughs> yes. This right. is what I was saying. And then that's we find not. out them finding the uh, the batteries. Where they got to yeah. dig the batteries up. And how they go about doing yeah. it. Yeah. I guess it's not been great for society. So not I, great. I would I, like to. I didn't know that those batteries just grew underground. You just had to dig them up and put them in cars. Yeah, like carrots. Oh, so they're like. Uh, they're like farms, you're saying. Yeah. 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 Seems like it. Except. Oh, like Bitcoin. A little bit. Way, yeah. Yeah. They, didn't they come from farms? When I found out that, yeah. that was how Bitcoin, like you had actually, you got to mine for yeah, something mine. that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't fully understand the mining. Internet mining. Yeah, we know you know. Of course. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we course know that you fully understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've seen Shiny Flakes on Netflix. I've there was people the full-time jobs splunking for Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, all day, every day. And yeah. they were using so much power oh, so yeah. much power to do this, that they were saying you are killing the world with what mm-hmm. you're doing 
electric car batteries destroying some studies have shown the manufacturing of <laughs> a typical EV battery can result in higher carbon emissions compared to gasoline cars. All right, see? Yep. Wow. Yeah, but that's the thing with Google. I mean, that's stats. What are you wowing back yep. there? Drug dealers. No, I'm learning a lot about no electric, electric cars. cars. This is still. Oh, I thought you were talking about me in general. This is bullshit. Still, also has a mention. Might well use you know, gas cars. The people work better cars. anyway. You had the right intentions. Yeah, yeah, you had the right intentions. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Intentions should be thought about. Yes. yes. With new information comes now what? New right. thoughts. Right. New responsibility. <laughs> also, the car is awesome. It is awesome. Can we just ship them on in, a, in an astro, like a, a rocket ship, and just get out of the Ooh. world? What's All that? Bad batteries. So we want to take out more batteries and send oh, them Oh, is it, is it the batteries? We don't know what to do with it, or is it how we make them? It's the mining. Yeah. Uh, the procurement of the batteries. I believe oh, getting yeah. the potatoes of the earth yes. Yes. Call them out of there. Blood right. batteries. Boom. Yeah, imagine it if could. getting Please. batteries was horse racing, and instead of horses, they right. were kids. Let's go. <laughs> and, when the, and when the kids <laughs> make it around the track, and some of them don't make it, what do they do to the horses? There's some terrible stories coming out of getting those batteries. <laughs> Intentions, though, were very sound. So yeah. all this is bullshit? What's going on here? Everything, Foxy. Mm -hmm. Seems like the whole everything. It's the fugues. Everything that we encounter on a day-to-day -day seems like potentially... Bullshit. It feels right. like you should all just switch to diesel. Okay, that's certainly certainly an idea. It's a great idea. Certainly. Do you have any diesel? Yeah. You have a diesel truck? Yeah, 350. Diesel. Car or truck? Truck. Those things are loud. Yeah. Well, yeah. well and there's another option that, you know, you can't really bring up these days. A bike? What is it? Horse sure. and buggy? Sure. What? Or hydrogen. <laughs> that has also been Take it easy. Take it easy. Oh, is that is that, are we talking about how, you know, people... Come up with water fueled cars, and then as soon as they do that, they die. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. there was an answer allegedly yep. that times. water could potentially do this whole yeah. thing. Bingo. Not just one guy. And change the whole world. Yeah, not just one guy, no. Well, I do like the fact that the electric thing, the reason why it all happened is because, like, I think if the story is accurate, because those Teslas, when they came out, were stupid. Like, yeah. I enjoy cars. Yeah. I've always liked cars. I've always hoped that I could get into a position where I could enjoy cars. I don't know enough about them to do a full fucking car podcast. Yeah. But I at least look at cars and go, oh, that's a nice car. I like that car. So I bought the Tesla because it was supposed to be, like, the best thing of all time. Then get in. It's, like, pretty sweet. This Unreal. car is, like, the best car of all. Beating, you know, it's beating, like, Lambos and Ferraris and... Mm -hmm. All those cars off the line because there's no gears, so it's like the fastest golf cart in history. Mm -hmm. it's just like you go zero, two sixty, like actually like that. And I actually got car sick because the amount of G's that you feel mm -hmm. because there is no gear or build up. It's just like zero fast. Mm -hmm. Then everybody could cut, do that whole thing. And then allegedly, what happened when the patent came up on all the design? Elon just like let it out. Yeah, yeah. and was like. I think he said that if you were on a ship that was sinking and had a bunch of holes, and you could figure out. And you figured out how to plug the holes. You would want everybody else to know that. And he was talking about Earth and everything like mm -hmm. that, saving the Earth. And nice. so now that's why, like, Mercedes has one. GM yep. has one. Exactly. They're all kind of using the same exact same thing path. from the first Tesla. So they are filthy and they're sick. So when did we learn about, like, the getting of the batteries maybe being a big... Yeah. After? I don't know. You know? Recently. Recently. I'm yeah. guessing yeah. we've known for a while and we, we didn't, find didn't out fucking care. After right. We didn't find out until Ty. way after. <laughs> I have a little faith in humanity. Well, I was saving the world. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying. There's a good chance we just didn't give her. I think we found out after you, per like weeks after you purchased yours. I had one like 10 years ago, though. That's what I'm saying. So I, I don't think we found out 10 years ago. No, no, after you purchased the last one. Yeah, this one, very overpriced, too, but it. You can walk it sideways. Exactly. That's cool. LeBron James doing this mm -hmm. thing yeah. on the thing.
That thing's awesome. That thing looks awesome. It does. So sweet. You yeah. take that thing in a war, allegedly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the tires won't go flat. The thing can drive sideways. Why? What? It's electric powered. What? what? You're saving the world. What? what? Same performance as the Tesla, they said. And it does. It's unbelievable. Can't drive it more than 10 miles. It's going to be tough. Got to stay in a real tight area. Mm-hmm. What you do? And to make that battery that's powering all those incredible things. Mm-hmm. Might be some shit going on. <laughs> Speaking of some shit going on, uh, in the Las Vegas Golden Knights series against the Dallas Stars, mm. in which the Vegas Golden Knights are absolutely schlapping Gumpy's mm-hmm. Texas hockey team. Yeah, absolutely. It is a current bloodbath happening yes. mm-hmm. in the Western Conference Finals of the NHL. Last night, first period, I believe, uh, there's some disrespectful shit happening to our guy Stoner. Yeah, I'd yeah. say. I'd say. Yeah. I, I think the hockey gods saw it, obviously. Uh-huh. That stuff can't fly, especially uh-huh. with Stoner. What happened last night, and why Why is anybody letting this fly? Kick him off the tour, Doug, especially to the guy that he did it to. Yeah, right. there is a chance that I think that he, uh, Jamie Ben, the star's captain, that he will be suspended. This guy's wearing a C on his chest? He's oh, yeah. He's wearing the C. So, Golden Knights score very early. Like, I mean, we're talking maybe like a minute and 45 yeah. seconds into the game. So, hot start for the boys. Everyone was saying, you know, hey, Dallas has got a very tough barn to play in. But A lot I of mean, green. A lot of green in there. Out. And, boy, did the Golden Knights just take the air out of their sails almost immediately. So, what? right after that, you know, Stoner gets cross-checked. I mean, it looked a little like they kind of bumped into each other. So, like, the hit itself from Jamie Ben, I don't think was super malicious, but... Stoner goes down to the ice, and then Jamie Ben goes down on top of him with his stick towards Stoner's neck and his head, and kind of drives it into him. Pig, yeah, absolute Disgusting. pig. You know it's okay to though. Stoner, to Stoner, yeah. Exactly. You see Stone on that jersey, right? Exactly, because he's on his back. Oh yeah, he knows exactly who he's oh, doing yeah. that to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Stoner probably wanted to get up and knock his fucking teeth out, but he said, "Hey, you know what? I know the boys are going to be fucking riled up by this." Oh, it didn't even have to say anything. Just looked over at Jackie Aces and just said, "Now we go." Now we go, okay? And they did. Didn't they? And they did. Yeah. Jamie Ben, boom, gets a uh, a five minute major. He gets he gets tossed from the game right away. Vegas scores three goals in within like eight minutes in the oh. first period. Just absolutely routes the stars. And then those classless pieces of shit in the fans in the green. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They start throwing popcorn and shit on what? the ice. What at Aiden Hill because he's standing on his fucking head and they're pissed off that otter got taught you know got chased out of the game six minutes into the into the first period i mean look at this just wait okay that's okay that's, yeah, that's, that's fine. hockey. that's, that's a hockey fine. hit into his face what is that about guy's head's on the ice he's had two back surgeries in the last fucking eight months that's fucking stoner he's trying, oh. to, he's trying to break stoner's neck captain on captain just oh my god just can't have that i know hockey's physical okay. you said then after that happened so dallas fans see what their captain their face did exactly to Stoner, yeah. right? And then they they start throwing stuff on the ice at the end of the game. Have you not done enough? A little bit later, so it was in the uh, at the very end of the second period, and the the they actually had to send all the boys off the ice with 15 seconds left, clean it up. When they came back out for the third period, they played the remaining 15 seconds and then started the third period because they're just these classless pieces of shit are just throwing stuff at our boys. What's their deal? I don't get it. Hey, sorry, Gump. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I wasn't happy about it. Why would you do that? Well, Gump was the one that sent the bird call to all the Stars fans. I know. He's running a couple of these burner accounts down there and he goes, everything's on the ice now, lads. And they just started fucking throwing (laughs) it. They did. Get your camp in order. It's just, you know. Oh, my God. I mean. Head hunting with popcorn. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You can't have it. You can't do it. But again, you said hockey gods karma. 
the Golden Knights absolutely beat the fucking brakes out of the Stars last night, and um, wasn't even a game. Yeah, and I'm I'm afraid the Stars may be dead. Sorry, Gumpy. I mean, I'm not gonna you know. We're not sorry actually for the class. You know what? You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You reap what you sow. They said in that book that has more copies sold than anything. That's, That's right. exactly right. And you know what? When Our you way. act like a piece of shit, usually shitty things are going to happen to you. And that's, Sorry. That's exactly what happened last night. Especially to Stoner, Pack. Stoner, I don't like Stoner. I, Stoner is C on his first ever captain of the Golden Knights. Exactly. I texted him. I said, you should have met that motherfucker back there in the back after this one. <laughs> that, was a good, that was a fucking dirty ass play. I showed text him that. But, hey, we got the win. They're at home. We're moving on. What, Stoner too classy? He says... Yeah, so, I mean, Stoner cares about the game more than, you know, some some petty, you know, getting back at some guy. He didn't give a shit about that. He, he's no. trying to win. He's trying to hoist Lord Stanley. He's actual C. Yeah. He's, a, he's yeah. the actual C. Yeah, exactly. It's not some pomp and circumstance that he's stitching on before the game like Jamie Benn maybe did. And you know what? I hope Whoa. he enjoys the next game uh, from his fucking couch or wherever he's at because he's not going to be on the ice. Yeah, maybe. He shouldn't he, be on the ice. He should be playing for the Wheeling Nailers. Okay. Yeah, get him out of the sense. NHL. Yeah. Trying to kill Stoner. It's ridiculous. It just yeah, it made me sick in my stomach. Luckily, uh, I only had to watch like nine minutes of that game last night because right. it was over. It was, it was over quickly, yeah. which was awesome. I will so. say I fell asleep uh, both games last night because mm-hmm. we had somebody watching baby, so we tried to steal some hours of sleep. Absolutely incredible thing. Absolutely. Back on night shift this evening. Excited to see how that pans out going forward. The whole um, game over. Fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Nice. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was four, I think, when I fell asleep last night. Mm-hmm. Now, hockey does have the ability to catch up there. Hockey is fantastic. Yep. That game appeared to be pretty much out of reach. Mm-hmm. And then when I woke up, it was the same exact score. I actually guess like five, six maybe was it because empty netter at the end or maybe <laughs> something like that. It remained at four. Did the rest of the game seem the exact same way or you didn't watch it as I fell asleep? Yeah, I just read the recap after. It's kind of one of those things where you just wake up in the morning and look at it and hope that, hey, hopefully they didn't lose. But when... I mean, Otter got chased so early. You know, I was like, what are, I mean, what are we going to lose to their backup goaltender? I don't think so. I don't think so. So the Vegas Golden Knights are potentially going to sweep the Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. Gumpy, it was a quick, swift ending to a hell of a season by the Stars. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way you guys ended it, but I'm sure next year you'll be able to get back to some class Great on the ice. Right. Speaking of class, how about some class on a golf course? Ooh. Yeah. This past weekend, we were introduced to a man that obviously none of us knew. This guy was a course pro, a PGA professional in California. Then he came second in a tournament or number one overall in the overall series or whatever absolute stud and then he stole all of our hearts when not only did he perform at a level in which the professionals would be honored to perform at but because of the way he handled it all with incredible class and a sly confidence that was worthy of saying that dude's charisma is fantastic ladies and gentlemen our new favorite golfer michael block what's up dude What's going on, boys? How you doing? Hey, not as good as you, I don't think, but I will let you know this. Watching all weekend, as we all do with golf, the way you handled it all was fantastic. You never seemed to be you, – you're always super thankful for the moment. It felt genuine. It felt like you loved the sport, loved the game. You were very thankful, but you weren't scared either. Hey, you weren't fucking scared either, which is why I think we all loved everything about it. So thank you for your service Hell yeah. this past weekend. When you're in there, what are your thoughts as it's starting to get built up? Because I think a lot of people were expecting maybe the pressure to mount too much and you to change the way you play. Have you always been this way? And what were the thoughts going into Saturday and into Sunday in a real conversation there? Well, I'm glad I didn't look scared because I definitely was, first off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was definitely uh, crapping my pants out there, man. But, uh, no, in reality, uh, 
I, it was my game. It's it just my normal game. And, and I've learned over the last about year to just uh, be yourself. And it's really helped me under those moments uh, when I'm playing against the best players in the world. Because normally I play like that, but then I come play against the tour pros and I play like crap. So uh, it's changed a lot. It's huge. Um, I played with Rory and Justin on the weekend. They were both class acts and super cool to me, which is huge, right? I mean, if I played with that, I don't know who's a who's who's not nice out here. But if I was with one of them, it probably would have been maybe a little different. But uh, huh. I was out there in the Rochester fans. I wanted to make the putts and the shots for the fans. I mean, I wanted to hear the roar. Uh, you know, I'm usually the fan. I'm usually the guy out there drinking the beer, watching the watching the athletes, right? And I've made that comparison a lot. Where it's you know, you guys are just talking about hockey. It's like literally like one of the fans up there drinking a beer, and the coach calls them out out of the stands. Hey, come down here, and we got a penalty shot in the seventh uh, game of uh, the Stanley Cup, and you score. Uh, I mean, that's what golf gives you, and uh, it's unlike any other sport. So the NHL had a goalie that was a janitor who was put into a game out of relief like a few years back. Uh, I think you let one in and then nothing afterwards or whatever. So I respect and appreciate your analogy there because I guess it was a little bit different. Like, he had talent. That's why he was the emergency. You have so much talent. And I actually talked about this while your story was developing. It's like, I feel like I've had a chance to go to a lot of courses that have the pro there. And I normally try to strike up a conversation or I see them on the range and they're fucking hitting everything. It's like yeah. this, the swing is perfect. And I go, hey, why aren't you, like, just as an amateur and a noob and everything, I'm like, why aren't you, like, in the, the pros? Are so, it's so much different. It's so much different. Is that a real thing? Is that what you guys tell yourself? Or, like, what is the big difference between the way – I guess you hit the ball lower than the other people. Like, I was trying to figure out why you can't do this every fucking weekend now. <laughs> Honestly, I'm trying to figure that out. Uh I know. I mean, last week I was making a ton of putts the first three holes. That putter's a weapon of mine. Um, I think I was six overall for the tournament in putting. So when you putt really well, I mean, you can you can save rounds. You you don't have to play great to shoot a 70. And then when you do play great, you're going to shoot something in the mid-60s. So that thing saved my butt so many times, it's crazy. So having that thing's huge. Uh, I don't drive it that far, you know, compared to these guys. Like, if you saw me drive, you'd be like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah, he bombs it. But compared to these guys out here, Rory absolutely was crushing it by me and i was just you know ignoring it i'm lucky enough to have a you know a kid my 18 year old hits it 60 yards by me every night of my life so i'm ultra i'm comfortable with that i'm comfortable i'm comfortable with the shortness at this point yeah you don't get intimidated by the show all good don't don't be sorry about anything you're good you're handling it perfectly (laughs) look at you you just hit the fuck you button on whoever that was (laughs) now you're right back in it i mean you you're handling this thing perfectly but I, i understand the distance might be different but like it feels like every shot you had to hit, you hit. That up and down on 18 with, like, 15th overall for you to be in next year's tournament, which I assume you knew that rule whenever you are going into this, you being able to hit that with all those people, you didn't know that. I, I would have missed the putt. I, would have gotten, I wouldn't have gotten up and down to 17 and 18 <laughs> if I would have known where I was. Uh, yeah. No, come on. Oh, Give yourself more credit. You're a fucking player, Mike. You're a player. No, I mean, no. I Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. I, I really don't know. I was... I was not looking at leaderboards during the week. I didn't want to get caught up in that and get ahead of myself because I've gotten ahead of myself a lot in the past, and it's never been a good thing, ever. So I was really trying to be present and in the moment. And, and I'm telling you, I was just – I was more all about – I wasn't thinking about the money or, oh, is this putt worth this or that. It was about, man, those fans were absolutely fun. And, and as, a, as a sports you know, a fan that like I am, I'm a, a fan of everything in sports. And – for me to be there and to have them cheering for me, 
I didn't care what it was for, honestly. I just wanted to make the putt because I knew they were going to go nuts. Man, knowing that that moment is on the horizon is an incredible piece of self-awareness. That shot on 18, for you to do that when you're surrounded by the fans that you're playing for, that's like a really symbolic moment. I assume that poster is going to be a good one. I hope you have it up in your office. And speaking of office, before the boys have some questions, we did some math. Okay, we did some math. And I know in the interview you did uh, while you were walking and talking, so cool. Handled that easily, by the way. Mm-hmm. Then actually hit Thank a good you. shot afterwards. Yep. As opposed to like clearing the green, waiting, doffing one <laughs> with all eyes on. You actually did. And I think you birdied while you're doing talk. You got it. You're a dog, dude. You need to know you're an absolute yeah. dog. You won two hundred eighty. Appreciate that. Hey, no problem. You won two hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars. Okay, congratulations. We're not yeah, pocket. Yeah. We're not pocket watching, but nope. kind of. So we are. you said you don't have to do as many lessons anymore because you've won a couple <laughs> golf tournaments that's been able to make up for some of the lessons time. Well, let's just say you were still doing lessons. $150 lessons, right, each an hour long. That would be uh, 1,920 lessons is what you would have had to do to win that $288,000 earn that hunt. That is 115,200 minutes, okay, Damn. of working Damn. to get that $280,000, which would be a 80-day straight period of giving lessons in that entire thing and now you place 15th in a tournament with the greatest golfers in the world and you make that you should be incredibly proud of yourself yeah. Man. Hell yeah. honestly from a Thank professional you. standpoint you, you should be proud of yourself and also why didn't we do this a long time ago <laughs> why didn't we do this a long time ago why didn't we do- you sound like my wife now <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing Dude. why is yeah, it though you think good. it's been good uh well i was acting i was trying to act Unlike me, uh, when I, I played in, I don't know, 22 of these PGA Tour events. I played in, I think, five other majors, and uh, I was acting all stiff and quiet and trying to talk perfect when I was getting interviewed and trying to be this person that I'm not. And, I, you know, I'm like, a year ago, my wife's like, dude, what are you doing? She's like, just be you. Just you have fun. You like to talk. You like to shake hands. You like to give hugs. You like to party. You like to do things. You. So I'm just being me. That's all I'm doing. I'm just having fun as hell. And. For some reason, I, people like that. Uh, yeah. So it's cool. Yeah, you're I feel, a human. I'm very honored. You're a I'm human out there. very honored to have it. Yeah, yeah you're a human yeah. out there, bro. That's I, what it felt like the yeah. entire thing. It's like, hey, that's like, uh, in, you know, this is going to sound incredibly selfish, but it's real. Like, a lot of people, when they heard about me or learned about me whenever I was in the NFL, you hear a lot of people say, like, if my friend was in the NFL or if, like, my somebody in my family who's in the NFL, it'd probably be that dumbass right there. Like, watching you, I feel like a lot of us, not dumbass, I'm, I'm a different human than you, but watching you is like, hey, that guy loves the game of golf, has committed his entire life to golf, and it seems like he's an actual dude, you know, seems like an actual mm-hmm. dude, have a good time. It's like, that's one of us out there. Yeah. So, like, you did us great, and we are very... Very happy that you are representing all yeah. of us. Hell yeah. Now, you're a much better golfer than all of us, too. You're a fucking <laughs> right. you're an absolute beast out there, but it was awesome to watch. Tone has a question for you. Yeah, Michael, um, there was a rumor going around the internet that uh, Netflix full swing was following you around this weekend. If so, if true, did, was that pre-planned before the tournament? Did that happen after, after round one when you were playing well? What was the situation with that? Yeah, no, no, for definitely not prior to the tournament. That's for darn sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, ba- basically that started rolling through uh, into the weekend. And uh, it, there's going to be definitely some really cool footage. I'm really excited to see that uh, when I meet Rory in the uh, locker room and certain things that uh, happen throughout the day and the week. And, yeah, it's it's going to be rad. When I'm sitting in my house in my couch watching Netflix and I, and I see the full swing and, and I'm going to be on it, That's gonna I'm just going to start bawling right there. 
That's so because your genuine love for golf yeah. came through in every single conversation. It's such a great sport. I think us living vicariously through you and then getting to see the behind the scenes as well. I assume we're going to all be like, yeah, I think that's what we would yep. do if we were in that situation sure. as well. Now, granted, once again, nowhere near as good a golfer as you are. Nope. Pac-Man Jones has a question for you, Mr. Block. The hole-in-one. Did you know it was a hole-in-one? What was the? How, how did you figure it out? Because it was a good slam dunk. <laughs> Pac-Man, Pac Pac you know what? I didn't see anything. I'm 46 years old, turning 47 next month. Uh, I didn't see it. I The crowd was, was on their feet before I even hit. So Rory hits, misses the green. They all no big up. deal, no big deal, no big deal. Yeah, they're all they're all cheering. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, just hit the green. And so I had this gust to win, and it died. And I told my caddy, I'm going now, and because it was the right club then. And so I, I flighted it in there. It's going right at it. I can't see anything. And then the you know the crowd cheers again. So I kind of take off my hat for a second, just like thank you. And all of a sudden, Rory turns around. He starts coming at me. He's got his arms up and gives me a hug. And he goes, that went in the hole. And I'm just like you, not right there. And I'm like, I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Right now. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I could. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I would have been thrilled just to hit the green, and that thing absolutely dunked right in the hole. I've never done that in my entire life. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, we heard afterwards that was your first ever tournament hole in one or whatever. And it's like, of course, like what a weekend. Yeah, what, a yeah. what a weekend. Perfect. Uh there was another conversation right before the trophy ceremony that you had with the guy who won it. Connor, go ahead. Yeah, Blocky, we saw Brooks kind of give you that one on one, you know, you're buying drinks at the clubhouse after. But then there was also while you were standing up there right before Brooks received his trophy, I believe it was after you already received yours. What was that interaction like? And did he invite you to go down to Florida to the Panthers game <laughs> and the Heat game or or was that not part of it? I didn't get invited but uh, to the game, but his his boys were standing about 10 feet to the right of us that you probably couldn't see, and they were having a blast, and they've been having a blast all day. Um, and I'm just like – and Brooks and I are talking whatever else, and he's like, dude, we, we, we should hang. And I'm like, basically, we would get along really well. I'm like, I know, dude. He, he just, he's, just 20, he's just 20 years uh, – He's just 20 years younger than me, so it's a little different on that. And so, you know, they'd invite the old guys to the to the games and stuff like that. But I, I think I could hang with Brooks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's why we all like you, man. Uh, and uh, good luck this weekend. <laughs> I'm hoping to see a similar outcome because you're a dog. You need to look in the mirror and realize you're a guy, bro, and you're the guy that we want to all see succeed very badly. We appreciate you. I think you have a Sports Center hit coming up in about a minute. You're the man, and you deserve all of this. You've earned all of this. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me, guys. It's it's awesome. You guys rock. I'll, I'll hopefully be on uh, down the road. Yeah. Hell yeah, sure. ladies Let's and gentlemen, go. Michael Block. Yeah. Yeah. So that was Sports Center Cohen, I guess. Oh, <laughs> their uh, PR person was like, uh, that was actually the next uh, interview he would be doing, which is Sports Center in about seven minutes. <laughs> the ESPN always wants to do those uh, like seven yeah. to ten minute ahead mm -hmm. checks. Mm -hmm. Like they try to do it with the Manning cast all the time. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, I got a meeting. It's like, they're, they're like it's 1030 at night. I'm like, yeah, meeting. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> wait, 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 you? We <laughs> always do the one minute, yeah. one minute before. Oh, <laughs> hey, I'm here now. Is everything okay? Yeah. Turn they, on our YouTube. It's working. Because if yeah. it works though, but if it works like 10 minutes beforehand, that does not mean it's going to no. work. No. It might actually hurt it. Yeah. Because the length of the connection is wild. But I do appreciate the double check, the triple stamp. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. hey, we need to see if it's good because that's somebody's job. Like, if it's a connection or not. But tech is going to fuck you. 
if no matter what. I mean, exactly. that's just, if it's going to drop out, it's going to drop out. We experience that literally every single day. It's a part of it. Him doing that call from the course there, I'm very thankful. I feel like that guy has lived at a golf course for 40 years. Yeah, 100%. Probably. Just yes. like committed to the game. Entire yeah, life. And you can tell he loved it too, man. Yeah. And that's what life about. Them stories right there, man. A guy that's been in the fucking clubhouse, whacking beers, never really hitting the, the pivot point of the career, and yeah. then everything clicks in one day. And um, you have an unbelievable performance, bro. That's so many of these people bro, that have so worked good. and that have, you're 100% right. So many of the people that have taken lessons from him or played golf with him <laughs> have told their friends, like, hey, yeah. I played yeah. golf with a guy oh, yeah. who is my trainer. He hits every single it's shot. Filthy. And I guess he's had 20 tournaments. He said he just always oh. changes the way he acts and mm-hmm. he's earned that whole thing. And this time he finally just got to the point where he's like, I'm just going to be me out there. It's like, we're happy that happened, and, man. And we're happy that happened. I mean, and he could, like, he's the, I think he was the PGA Southern California winner 10 years in a row or something like that shot a 59 at his own course has the course record there. like he could fucking play like yeah, yeah. Uh, every one of those pros that are giving they're giving lessons they all yeah mm-hmm. yeah like they're telling other people how to golf and if you ever see them on the range they're hitting shots that are oh, like yeah. absurd it's just confidence bro it's, why yeah exactly a lot of people can do it with the lights off but when them lights get on and him talking you about know, that little bit you, of him changing. you know how we got mm-hmm. practice players oh yes motherfucker look Really good in practice. You'd be like, God damn, man, why ain't you playing? Get in the game and them lights get on. and <sighs> Some people do get hypnotized. Yeah, there. forget the whole fucking coverage. It's why? interesting, right? And that's like the, um, oh, I'm not going to say it. It's the people who say, like, uh, I'm not a good test taker. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why not, though? Like, what do we, well, when the test comes, I just forget everything. It's like, okay, so I can, I don't want to, okay, but I'm probably going to, now start putting you in different positions, see how it goes. Okay, so if we're beer pong, we got one cup left. I don't want you taking the shot. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> no way. I don't know if you're exactly who I would like there yeah, right. because are you just going to, are you doing, and I never really understood it. Like, I missed two kicks in the first quarter of a game that were big, and I had people telling me, like, this guy chokes or whatever, and it's like, man, I'm too dumb to choke. Like, every moment is, like, the same moment to me. Mm-hmm. Like, practice is the same moment. The games yeah. is the same moment. It's like WrestleMania, same exact. Like, mm-hmm. I'm too dumb to. Now that I have a terrible first quarter, yes, bad, bad. Wish I could go back and make those kicks. Should have made those kicks. Bad first half. But I'll tell you, it ain't because I was fucking thinking too much. I, right. I don't think enough, probably. That's kind of the difference <laughs> of it all. Yeah. And I do believe that there's sometimes where people are, like, too smart for their own good. And that like holds people back when it comes to the athletic realm because the paralysis by overanalysis is a very real thing. And when you're talking about golf or baseball or punting or kicking, like that's a real fluid, like you got to be real fluid. If you overthink or like change something just a little bit with a sweet spot, that's like that big, you're completely, it's completely over. So you're trying not to be like the overanalysis person. Now, there's been people that have had a lot of success in all of those things that are super overthinkers. But I think once they get into a rut, it's much harder for them to get out of it because they're trying to fix everything as opposed to just going and doing it. Like him saying that he thought he had to give the right answer and he had to do this. Right. That's because he was thinking about how he has to act mm-hmm. as opposed to just going in and fucking being Michael Block. And I am so happy we get a, seemingly an opportunity to watch him maybe, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. he's always had the ability. Now he's figured it out here. Like, that's golf, isn't Come it? Oh, my God. Isn't that, isn't that what it, golf is? Yeah. He'll, he'll be more loose this weekend, you'd assume oh, yeah. than he ever yeah. has been in his life. I mean, who knows? I mean, he doesn't seem like all of the media coverage and everything is getting to him. Like he, I think he's enjoying it and he's recognizing like 
hey, like this, it's possible this never happens again, so I might as well just enjoy the moment while I'm in it. But even all the stuff like you were saying with the uh, over the paral- like all the paralysis and everything, like in golf especially, like you're playing at one of the toughest courses in the world. If yeah. you are thinking too much and you miss it, like hitting it in the rough, like w- these PGA guys who are missing the cut at these events, like they're not just <laughs> missing the cut by one or two shots, like. They're shooting sixteen over. They're shoot, you know, they're shooting five to seven over. They've committed every- their entire lives yeah. exactly. for being professional exactly. golfers. And then on top, and they hit a ball that is literally in here, right. in the rough. <laughs> and it's like this is hole two. Yeah, exactly. You put a you put a snowman on the card right now. You're, you're done. You're fucking done for the whole it weekend. It doesn't matter what you do. You can yeah, you can get a hole in one, and it doesn't mean shit. And then on top of it, like we saw the clubs he was using. Like uh, me and Foxy have talked about this a bunch. Like when. For, like, a, the average golfer, if you buy, like, uh, clubs that, like, pros use, like, it doesn't mean shit. You just have nice clubs. But, like, those yep. guys, like, it does matter. Like, yeah. the technology is unbelievable. It helps them hit it farther, and it gives them more forgi- forgiveness. And they can, yeah, forgiveness. Mm-hmm. They can hit Spinning. it straighter and stuff like that. He's playing with clubs he had f- from, you know, 15 <laughs> years ago. Like, he's generations Blades, behind like- what these guys are fucking using right now, and it, and it didn't matter at all. Well, fair so, hold on. Are you said he knew he need new clubs, though? Well, who knows? Might I mean, as well. Obviously, he hits them unbelievably, but you'd think that like Callaway would be like, "Hey, can we get you some new bats? Can we sponsor you?" Yeah, I, I would like to see him hit some PXGs in them clubs. Oh, you know PXGs. Yeah, he's a tailor made guy. Yeah, he is now. I mean, yeah, he is now. Yeah, right. yeah that, that, I assume yeah, that's going to pretty simple. To <laughs> yeah, kind of. He got a text from Jordan, I guess, Michael Jordan. Yep, who yeah. appreciated him. Uh, it, he said that he's everything that's great with the game of golf, obviously, and he appreciated him. He, I think, he had to pay. He was on. Yeah. yeah, I think he, he had, was wearing Jordans. Yeah, for sure. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's why Jordan texted mm-hmm. him, I do believe. So maybe this guy becomes a fucking Jordan athlete, too. Here we go. Imagine Let's Michael Box playing at Jordan's course. Yeah. You're like next week. Yeah. Michael Box would be like, Yeah. The fuck, dude. Might I was be in California. <laughs> I know. Keep come out of the pocket. Yeah, give it Come Jordan. out of the pocket. And then now he's with Jordan. All right. Ten grand this whole. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's only, a lot of lessons. Let me uh placed in one major. <laughs> he's uh he's plus four forty to be top forty. Let's go, oh, man. Hell yeah. Come on. 500 to 1 to win, I believe. He's on SportsCenter right now. I can uh, I see the clip over there. Everything they talk about, they have the uh, video of right behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we talked about oh, yeah. boom, right on it. Big putt in the middle of the rain, right on yeah, it. Yeah, that's a weapon. Up and down. Rory, right on it. Yep. Did I see he was offered like 50 grand for that hole-in-one iron? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what we missed. Fuck. I was going to offer him 100 grand. 50 grand to him, 50 grand to charity. Nice. If we could get that club. And you put it in a box. Yeah, put it right just there. Have it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should send that. I think it was the PGA Tour like museum is the one that's trying to buy it because they want to like. Ooh, you know. Do I want to go against that? Ugh, I don't know. Uh. Uh, that's like uh, that feels like that's Why not? bad golf. Well, God. more people probably would see it up there than the museum. I, yeah, but I don't want to piss off the yeah, PGA. We, we like oh, the PGA. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. piss okay. off the he's museum. Al- he's also yeah. a PGA Tour pro. He probably has you know he probably cares about it being housed there you know a little bit more than like the average guy who just. Hits a hole in one. Yeah, going into the, like the Hall of Fame feels like. Yeah, yeah. kind of. That feels like a pretty cool thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't say it. Dump everything we just said. <laughs> we do not want to fuck with the golf gods. We already have enough to deal with on a golf course uh, to begin with. I've been getting in there though. I've been oh, hitting yeah. some balls. Mm-hmm. How many you hit today? A man? lot. I didn't hit any today because my goddamn hands are a little tendy. Busted open my calluses on my mm-hmm. hands. Yep. You know what I mean with the clubs. That's how many. That's how many balls I've been hitting. That's right. What was it right. uh, the other day? It was like three hundred. Three. Yeah, that's absurd. Yeah, it's a lot of shots. A lot of shots. You trying to do what he did? So what I didn't get to tell him because he had time limit. Obviously, he had to go do his thing. And these golfers' lives are so stupid. I don't even know how he was able to do our show, any other show, because he's right back on the. He's <laughs> he's got like a 
Celebrity round, he's going to have to do probably today or tomorrow with some sponsor. Mm-hmm. Then he's going to have to do another thing. Then he's going to have to do the practice round. Then he's going to have to go and do the whole thing. So him doing that entire, I very much appreciate him doing that. But watching him hit just like low, he was just getting the ball to the green. Yeah, yeah they're sweet. Mm-hmm. And he just talked about how I got an 18-year-old who hits the ball six yards further than me every day, so that didn't bother me. I think anytime we watch on TV, you got guys hitting these massive shots and like beautiful balls and everything. Watching his tracker stay in the screen, he's like, this guy's hitting like stingers, like a lot of just and I'm very I hit very solid contact on stingers. Anytime I need it, if I'm in like a tree, I can normally hit a stinger like pretty good and know where the fuck it's going. But I just never use it like anywhere else other than when I'm in danger. Yeah. And then I'm watching this guy hit from the middle of the fairway and he's just hitting like a punch thing up there. It's like it don't matter how it gets there. Uh-oh. Let's just get the ball to the fucking green. Yeah, exactly. Michael Block gave me that. Well, that's what, that's what he said too. He's like, my putter's a fucking weapon. Like it, it doesn't matter what I necessarily do, but uh-huh. like if he, if he was giving himself birdie chances, like yeah. he's not going to be bo- he's not going to be through putting very many holes. So he's going to at least stay in contention because he feels like he can make make every putt out there. I got 20 years until I have to show up on a tour. Mm-hmm. The champ plenty tour. of time. Right now, let's just get through some good rounds. Yeah. yeah. I'm not looking to like I'm not looking to become a scratch golfer with this technique, but if I can get this thing down real low just cuz I'm hitting the ball solid and getting there it's like let's go ahead and do that. Yeah. 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 I'm that'll thinking do. that'll you do. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking over a tone like, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking you should make solid ball contact. Yeah. <laughs> Find your swing. Because that's when you get fucked. You hit mm-hmm. one in exactly. there and you're done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's over. That one snowman that you guys were just talking about that some of these dudes had that this past weekend. Like, if you just get your swing down, probably similar to once you got your, you know, punt swing down. Yeah. I, which is what I think. But yeah. the amount of time I had to take to do that. True. Exactly. That I'm, is the yeah. yeah. full time yeah. job. Yeah. I got 20 years, though. Yeah. True. Bingo. True. And then me and Michael Block mm-hmm. are going to be battling mm-hmm. on the Champions Tour. It mm-hmm. is tough, too, because, like, you don't have time to do it. Especially, you didn't before, and then now you just have a baby, and, like, you definitely don't. But, like, having the simulator is awesome. You have to go play. Yeah, yeah the simulator is not really helping me out with the whole, uh, like, off. Exactly. You're hitting a, uh, off a perfect lie every single time. Like you just So have- maybe I just stand on one foot up there and do Yeah, stuff. there you go. And I do the, you know, when Kevin Durant's warming mm-hmm. up in threes, he does one <laughs> yep. foot yep. spin. Another spin. Yeah. Like, bring in some mulch and uh, just, like, dump it down every once in a while. Go yeah. down on the club, like, halfway and yep. like, try to yeah. actually do a shot. Mm-hmm. Cut, like, a square of grass. So you get like the rough because the yeah. mulch will give you like the woods. Bring in a, a square, Bingo. Yep. like Ray Lewis. Whenever he was doing that thing at the exactly, oh, yeah, same exactly. thing. That whole thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. They actually had to bring grass in for him to eat. Right. <laughs> right. He's like fucking Popeye with his spinach coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly. You need to right. taste the field. That was electrifying. I was there the last game. I think. Really. Last game he did it. I think he played. Oh, the last. Oh game. yeah. Yeah. I think it was. Then they came to. Do New you remember Orleans? those fireballs that would come out? You would feel the heat on the fucking other end of the field. Jeez. The fireballs that would shoot up when he came out. I was punting, and it was like, oh, I'm going to stop the, like, this is the last time. Mm -hmm. They actually put him in, uh, they did a kneel down, they won. Uh, They put him back at uh, the running back position. And as soon as the ball was snapped, knee went down, he did the thing again, and it was like a full roof. I was standing, I don't know, 90 yards away probably from the fireballs. And I certainly felt a... That's wild. I'm like, holy shit. They're really doing this thing out here. He deserved it. What a dog. Yeah. yeah. Absolute dog. Dog. That was It was entertaining, too, to how he came out the tunnel, man. Him and um, what's the safety for the Eagles? Brian Dawkins. Dawkins. Yeah, yeah, Dawkins. Dawkins. They, they had... They he had was on all fours. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He came out on all yeah. fours, right? Oh, yeah. Videos yeah. of him before the game are electric. Behind the scenes of Dawkins. 
Is Ray Lewis? Look at those fire! Look at those fireballs. Some things would be hot. Six of them, five of them. Go on back, both go sides? back to the beginning of that thing, so we can see the fireball real quick. Look at this shit. Look at these things. Look at how much fucking flames that is. Yeah. Good work by the production crew. Yeah, mm-hmm. fantastic. Really good. Oh, there's the grass. Grab the grass. Eat it. Rub it. Love it. Oh, there's a bunch of fire there too. Yeah, that's not just smoke. Yeah, so that's yeah. why. Oh yeah. You can feel it. Hi. 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 Ah! Was that the last game? I wonder. Yeah, that was. The was it against patch. us? Do we know? Yes, it was. Okay, I thought so. Because I remember thinking, like, oh, this is a big deal. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, this is sweet. It was, it was a big deal. It was cold and windy as fuck. Yeah, you saw. <laughs> yeah, right? It's a miserable day for me. Let's go ahead and get a break. <laughs> miserable. Absolutely miserable. I, that's probably what I was thinking. Like, one shank after another in warm ups, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's good. Uh, here we go. Yeah. What? All right, let's, let's take ourselves out of this for a moment. This is a big NFL moment right here. I got to fucking grab that grass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so pumped to see it. Was Ed Reed on that partner return team too? Ed Reed, I don't know if that was the same game. We played Baltimore a pretty good amount. Later we, in his career. We played, we played Ed Reed uh, one game. We were up late. And we had to punt like minute left or whatever. Yes. Those are moments, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's catch the snap. Mm-hmm. Let's get this thing the fuck out of here. And let's not get it blocked, yeah. first mm-hmm. of all. So then you're jogging on the field, and I see Ed Reed standing right there. And he had not been on special teams five years. The whole six <laughs> years, seven years. Yeah. So what are you as go, what are you doing? Why are you here? Actually saying that. And then he just gives one of those and like just straps up and <laughs> his ass goes straight up in the air. And I'm like, I'm in the video game. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. this guy has done things to punters in the past. He has ruined careers. This oh, game. yeah. And he's certainly wanting to do that right now. Mm-hmm. I caught that thing and it couldn't faster get that the fuck out of here. <laughs> I am not going on. A, yeah, there's Cassius Vaughn and D-Butt there. Yeah. That face mask. How do you see out of that thing? Huh? God told him. Vic Ballard getting tackled there. Is he the best ever? I guess we should ask AJ. We'll do that in the next hour. Oh, yeah. Kobe Flair, let's take a break. AJ Hawk will be on the other side. Ask his thoughts on old Ray Lewis. Yeah. Oh, yes, Mario. He was a defensive end from Marshall. They put him at fullback. Fucking Thumper. <laughs> I think that was his actual name, Thump. Thump. Look at him dropping into... No. Give me that. Ah! Yeah. Oh! Mathis. He had a torn tricep that year. I see the... Uh... Bionic arm. Yeah. Deal handler. Yeah. Bingo. Whoa. Yeah. What's your deal? Why well, you gotta bring up everything and stuff? <laughs> I heard that shit did work though. Did it? Did it? You tried it? Is that anger? You've done it? Yeah. You've done deer handler? Yeah. That was wild when I heard people were doing that. People are always gonna try to beat the testing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Forever. Forever. Yeah. In every single athletic competition, people are gonna try to beat the testing. Yeah. So when I heard that the deer antler came out, I'm like, somebody must have fucking figured something out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that thing went on the test like a week yeah. later. <laughs> hey, just a little heads up. We will now be tested <laughs> for elk antler, deer antler, <laughs> moose antler. What? Any fucking antler <laughs> will now be tested for. And then you heard a collective, all right, we got to find another thing. Yeah, and then right. scientists get in the lab. Hey, yep. We got to make the next one. Find another. Yep. We got to beat the test. Yep. Got to beat the test. And they did. They probably still are. Probably, probably still are. Sure. So. There's some people you see walking around. It's like... Gatorade? Come on. Or I, don't know. I don't know if Gatorade is doing that. <laughs> no, thanks. So. What's your diet? You just grow chicken rice? <laughs> no, no, I eat everything. Oh, okay. oh, come on. That feels like you're cheating. Okay. How do you have a 16 pack? <laughs>
Darius Butler's on shit right now. Oh, 100%. <laughs> this guy's on stuff right now. Mm-hmm. 100%. AJ's been on stuff forever. Oh, oh forever. Yeah. I'm trying to get on all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mentioned one guy you played with who came in. Uh, he was awesome. Landry? He was the best. Oh, <laughs> First arm. day, he walked into that fucking locker room. I've... Specimen. Holy shit. <laughs> What is this that? guy doing? This guy's what on is, our team. What is that? <laughs> Holy fuck! He was, he was awesome. Leron Landry. I don't know how many if he does any media or if he's ever done media in his life. If he was to do a podcast, it would be very good, like hilarious human being. A lot of whoa. I tell you, whoa, 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 whoa. Tell me a couple stories. Fantastic. He was two seventy five though. I think <laughs> thighs for arms with yeah two percent body fat yeah safety yeah. safety edge rusher yeah hybrid yeah hybrid safety d end <laughs> didn't work out but he was the fucking man yeah mm-hmm. he did fail a couple of tests so the testers did catch <laughs> yep, up to I can see that every once in a while but when he hit people oh yeah thump <laughs> yeah. he used to fly in walkthroughs I mean yeah. we're talking walkthroughs hey we're all kind of jogging here nope one speed whoa. He's got, <laughs> he's got, he is flying everywhere. He was fantastic, but yes, he failed a couple of tests. I believe they caught him. Sure, but he was certainly jocked, yeah. jocked, so jocked. Properly, properly jocked, properly jocked, properly jocked. Yeah, I said, all right, I'm doing the arms. I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch up to your arms. He said, all right, well, I said, what are we, what are, what are we doing? He said, well, we'll do 30 sets. I was like, all right, sounds good. 30, 29, 28. He said, no, no, 30 sets. Excuse me? We're doing 30 sets. <laughs> what do you mean? Not reps. 30 sets. Like this week? I was like, I ain't got time, bro. Yeah. I, 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 I'll let you have the thigh arms. I'm going to get out of here. He was always in there. We're talking. Oh, I, everyday yeah. arms? All day, every day. He was in there for everything. It was either in the film, in the locker room, in the gym, or I think at home. I don't know. It was just, it was unbelievable. And he would wear these shirts that were just like letting you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I'm I sure all the he shirts. was on our team. Yeah. I was happy. Yeah, all the shirts pretty good. <laughs> well, he would wear those fucking the bodybuilder ones. With the yeah, he was awesome. We need him to do a show. Hey, whoa, do a fucking show. <laughs> whoa needs to hear you. <laughs> Joining us now live from Manhattan, Ohio, is a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, what? a Ryder Cup winner. Uh, yeah, didn't win the actual Ryder Cup. Though. No, won the match. So his vibes were high enough and his golf ability was good enough to win his particular match. But they didn't win the entire Ryder Cup. No. Damn it. Maybe he should have spent a little bit more time mingling with the team, bringing that good juice. And he will do that next time if he's invited because he is the champion of Ohio. He's the all-time leading tackler for the Packers. He's a father of 10 and COVID survivor. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hall. A.J., how you doing, pal? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Hey, life is good, man. We've had a great day. Michael Block in the first hour was nice chatting with him. Jack Carr, live in studio yesterday, AJ. I mean, life is good, pal. How's everything over at the Hawkeyes? Oh, everything's great. Weather's awesome. That changes changes a lot, I think, when you can be outside most of the time. But what, what's this secret uh, stuff you guys are filming? You're, you're posting what? pictures of you guys dressed up as characters. Talk, man. Those weren't characters. When? You posted it, so I figured I could ask. When? I posted a couple photos of a couple guys sitting around. Yeah, yeah. just hanging out. Yeah. Hanging just out. normal guys hanging out, right? Yeah. Yeah. About this yeah there we go. Oh, my bad. That was just normal. Okay, that was yeah. a pre-show meeting. Yeah, we yeah, had rum, spring of wine in there. That's right. Exactly. A little bit of whiskey. Right. right. Just hanging around. What, what's your deal? Guys Shooting the breeze. What we I was just asking, what are you guys filming? You've been here. We do that every day. Yeah. That is, what was that, Tuesday? That was uh, Tuesday uh, in the Yeah. Tuesday lunch here. <laughs> Where are you shooting? Once you- 
Tuesday lunch you on. What were you what were you shooting yesterday? Were you did you do something? Did, I didn't. Did you bring that up uh, so we would? Okay, AJ. Uh, what did you do yesterday? Did you make some okay. content? Okay, let's talk. Is this a birthday? Is this a birthday thing where I, I tell you happy birthday? I didn't know we had the same birthday. birthday. Oh. Yeah. What did you do yesterday, AJ? Anything sweet? No, I did not post anything to social media that I know of. I was just I was genuinely curious about what you're doing. Jack Carr also said in a tweet and in an Instagram yeah. post, he was like, "That's what got me." We also shot a short shot, movie. Short film. <laughs> what? what? Stay tuned. He said, "Stay tuned for something super sweet." We just did. Would like to let everybody know that Jack Carr's brain was not used at all in the development no. of the short story. <laughs> it wasn't. No, we didn't. No, it wasn't. So do not expect anything great. We did take the opportunity, though, when you have a Navy SEAL sniper in the building mm -hmm. and you have this space and opportunity, why not? You have to. <laughs> why not? Foolish not to. Wait, do you, do you have him? You have some people run around and he's shot at him? Maybe. What do you we do? don't know. Okay. Just, Who oh, knows? Why don't you wait? Real. <laughs> when you have uh, a 50 he cal. Bill, he could build some instructions. Bill probably. Well, there's actually a story. Once this video comes out, there's a story that involves okay. Bill yep. and Tim McAfee yep. that I, I cannot wait <laughs> that I cannot wait to tell. But speaking of waiting, there's a man waiting for us right now who has a much more important job than any of us would ever have. Mm -hmm. He's been coaching in the NFL since 2001. That's 22 years. You do some quick math. Damn. Not only is he a big-ass brain wherever it comes to football, but he's currently in charge of a team that is in the hunt every single year because they were patient, built it the right way, and got Josh Allen as their motherfucking quarterback. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, defensive coordinator and head coach for the Buffalo Beals, Coach McDermott. Yeah. Coach, coach. coach, what up, man? What's up? How we doing? You look so cool right now. I don't know if you can <laughs> see how cool you look in the shot. You look so cool right now. I think I look even cooler. Maybe I should take this sweatshirt off. I got a, I got a shirt on like you right underneath this. Should I take it off? I mean, don't talk about a b-ball coach. What, what type of team are we? Like, like to the, uh, you know, got that type of t-shirt. What do you call that? Uh, tank top, coach. Tank, tank, tank top. top. Yeah. Coach, are you jocked right now? Are you properly jocked right now? Are you able to work out with how much? Uh, <laughs> are you are you jocked up right now? You want you want to yeah. do it? First ever, first ever guest. Let's yep. see it. No, how uh, Mike was there, he, he looked he looked jocked. Yeah, he was. Are you jocked right now or not, Coach? Are you jocked up? Or you... No, 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 no. Definitely. I'm at you're my right. desk working. Yes, I'm at my desk working trying to figure out a, a way to get us through OTA number three tomorrow. <laughs> what is OTAs for your team, especially, obviously, a very veteran-led team? You guys have been around each other for a long time, seemingly have the culture built that you would want to be, you know, kind of in a winning organization. What are OTAs right now? Just kind of getting everybody back in the building? Are you changing things now that you're calling the plays on defense? What is it like this year as opposed to maybe years past? Yeah, I mean, you know, as, as much as it stays the same, it changes, right? So we start trying to start from, from step one again every year and, and rebuild this thing. It's a new team every season, and um, there'll be new challenges this year, you know, different than there was last year. Some will be the same. Um, but, no, Josh has done a great job. He's been here the whole spring, and uh, his leadership's huge for us, as, as you mentioned earlier, and um, I think we're off to a good start here. Hell yeah, Coach. Go ahead, AJ. Coach, the uh, the NFL had their schedule release, I don't know, a week or two back, and they, they make a big deal about it. We sit here and we talk about matchups. Do you guys as coaches in the front office, like, do you go through your schedule and devise a plan once that comes out, or do you guys care? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of take a look at, um, you know, maybe our first couple opponents, um, maybe a short week opponent here or there that we may face coming back off of a road trip, uh, per se, and just try and get ahead a little bit. But I've also been around it where you kind of work too too much in the offseason and you don't focus on on your own team and then and you kind of you know overlook some things that are going on internally with your own team. So we try and 
find that sweet spot. Yeah, the schedule release has been made a big deal by everybody that isn't actually playing in the games. Oh, yeah. That's what we just heard from your answer. I mean, we're not going to do right? I mean, AJ, I don't, I don't want to, you know, yep. that's what I heard. But we make a massive deal out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the primetime this. Oh, this oh, matchup's going to be this. Yeah. You guys, though, are the matchup of a weekend because of what you've been able to build your team to at this point. Now, I understand that everybody over there, because we have Vaughn on, and we've been lucky enough to chat with Josh, and also Jordan Poyer, who's back. Congrats. Be- that's, yeah. that's huge news. But every time, it's like, we haven't accomplished our goals yet. So, like, outside noise is very loud about you guys, and it has been, and it will be forever. And you talked about, you know, every season has different challenges and everything like that last year it seems like you guys had a litany of adversity that i understand it's very hard to win a game to begin with but whenever you talk about what happened before the season even started then during the season one of your players dies on a football field on primetime television in front of everything and then everything else that also took place around your team it's like you're not allowed to make excuses because you're a football coach but obviously you're thinking to yourself that maybe next year we won't have as much to deal with and how heavy the year was or is that just you have to take it day by day do you think about that at all like everything that could potentially be an interference in winning off the field happened to you guys last year and it's like you can't acknowledge that but you kind of have to don't you coach yeah I think you know you want to keep big picture perspective on things and you know, to say we haven't been successful here, I, I don't think it's accurate, right? It's just we haven't we haven't reached the, the top of the mountain yet. But when we got here, to your point on the, on the amount of primetime games we have this season in particular, but also the last couple of years, we had a ton of 1 o'clock games on Sundays here when we first got here. And, and now we've moved the needle enough to, you know, have enough success, if you will, that we're playing a, a ton of primetime games and, and we're going over – for an international game this year yeah. in London, and that'll be an experience for us. And um, so, but you know, we're, we're we've got to start over. As I said, we're working towards trying to get back to where we were, and then and then capitalize on it, um, which every team is this time of year. Coach, just I know that you have to be the motivator and have to do that whole thing. We all have become Bills fans because the way your team plays and the personality of your team and the way the offense and the defense fly, I mean, everything about it. But last year, I feel like we grew, we grew very close to your team because yeah. how you guys handled every situation. You should be very proud of what you did. Speaking of, Ty has a question for you, Coach. Yeah, Coach, obviously to be a successful head coach, uh, not even necessarily head coach, just a coach in the NFL, you need to be able to be a leader of men. When you look back to the DeMar Hamlin situation, was there anything – in your you know coaching career that kind of prepared you for a situation like that I don't know how it could and and obviously you know the your support staff and the uh, athletic trainers like they were heaped with a bunch of praise and rightfully so but I think a lot of people you know were talking about like how eloquently and how great you handled that situation was there anything that could have prepared you for that or, or not really yeah I mean there's a lot of things in this job as a head coach that you try and prepare for but there's also no substitute for experience and in that case there was nothing even close to the situation that we that we went through as a team, and I thought, to your point, our staff handled it extremely well. Uh, we're thankful Demar is in in a good spot right now, and and, and ironically enough, uh, before we came up to do this interview, um, you know, we all or most of the most of the players and and all of the staff went through a CPR training, uh, formal CPR training this off season, which. You learn a lot right through that experience and how we can better prepare ourselves to care for our players, care for our staff. And um, so it's just great to see the turnout that we had 
uh, just a few minutes ago for that. Is that league-wide, or is that you guys in your building? No, that was, that was just us in our building, but we're hoping. Um, I think we've got some good footage of it. Uh, our, uh, our content people got some good footage of it. And I think it'll get out there soon enough, and, and maybe that, again, motivates others to do the same. The way your entire building operated during that entire thing was incredibly classy. I think there was no leaks of anything either. No. Like that was normally in the world that we're in, especially when it's the number one story in everything, not just sports, but political conversations were happening, news, entertainment, everything. It was the number one story. And you had to keep everything in there while also dealing with a lot of like grief, like your grief. Like that's a tough thing that in the face of adversity, you showed up. You should be incredibly proud of yourself, Coach, and obviously your building. Pac-Man has a question for you, Coach. And I will say this. I respect more that you, you stood for the players, too, and saying, like, look, we're not going back out there. That's first and foremost. But I wanted to ask you about the big tight end, um, Dalton. How, how excited for you? I mean, how excited are you for him to fit in the offense? And how is he looking through OTAs? Yeah, he's done a real nice job, Pac-Man. We're, we're extremely excited to have Dalton here. He's done a good job. He's off to a very good start. Um, you know, he's just the tight ends and the quarterbacks I've been around through my time in Philadelphia under Andy and then Carolina. You know, it's it sometimes can become a quarterback's best friend, yeah. whether it's throwing a hot uh, read out out on a, on a site to a, to a tight end on a blitz or just getting that critical first down or red zone play. Uh, in production, I think it's critical. And Dawson Knox has done a nice job for us. And now to add Dalton to the mix, I really think they're going to be a pretty good tandem here for us. I've said it a couple of times, and you haven't combated it, so I assume it's the truth. You're DC again, yeah? I am. Yeah, I How's am. How's it going? How's it going? Back in the weeds, huh? We're we're doing it. How is how is the whole thing? <laughs> yeah, I, I I love it. Honestly, I'm, I'm having a ton of fun with it. It feels good to be back with the guys. As a head coach, you know, we we coach, but we don't coach. A lot of the time is spent. Uh, on things outside of coaching, and and uh, it feels really good to to be able to be back in the weeds with the defense, with the guys, with the staff, solving problems. Uh, you know, when we get out there on the field in the first OTAs and competing a little bit uh, with our offense, and and uh, you know, I stopped by on my way to the defensive team meeting the other morning, and I made sure the offensive uh, guys, you know, kind of poked them a little bit and said, "Hey, it was after day one, it was one defense." Zero for the offense, so mm. that got him. That got him going a little bit, and a little friendly talk doesn't doesn't hurt. Hey, what do you want me to say, boys? I know I'm the head coach, but also, <laughs> yeah. one zip here. Bruce Arians, after the first uh, uh, OTAs, offense versus defense. Whenever he first came back to the Indianapolis Colts, he was offense coordinator. Literally after the first day on the field, he walked into the team meeting. He had a black Kangol on. He had a black polo on. Black shorts on. Black stockings all the way up to here. You know the compression things. And black shoes on. And he sits down. And I'm like. Uh, Man, I love the Johnny. Like, I like that. I wear all black as well. He goes, this is a motherfucking funeral for that defense. We just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> he, he, he literally had a chance to talk. So then it was like, all right, uh, offense quarter, defense quarter, special teams quarter. Everybody's going to speak, you know, after day one kind of to the entire team. And he gets up there and he goes, y'all motherfuckers see what I'm wearing? <laughs> that, was literally, that was literally what he did. And then he said, we're going to do it again today. And then he just sat back down. They hear the defense go, boo, you know, that whole thing. Are you uh, – I, I found that to make practices much better. Yeah. Like when the offensive yeah. coordinator seemingly is like calling, like Antoine Bethea, he's like, hey, B, we, like he was actually calling people out. Are you like that? Are you a natural? I love it. Okay, yeah. good. I love it. I love it. I love when guys talk trash. 
Um, I mean, look, it's 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 May, right? So we're thankful to have the players here to begin with, but we got to keep it we got to keep the juice flowing because if not, yeah. it's just not how I do things, how we do things. A, but B, it's you know it gets boring after a while. So you got to just keep it flowing, let guys you know talk some trash out there and get a, get some friendly competition going. And you know maybe I'll steal that idea from coach there and show up tomorrow at OTA number three in all black. How about that? <laughs> all right, call your shot. I love it. Go ahead, AJ. Uh, yeah, you're definitely not going to be bored on game days. Have you thought about that, how you manage your time, obviously calling the defense again and being so involved, and then also obviously all the responsibilities that come with a head coach. Do you have to delegate certain things? Yeah, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be new for me, AJ, and as as already practice has been new in, in some regards and, and where I spend my time and uh, who runs the practice in different, on different periods. So, so that's also going to be new for me. And so, I'm, you know, we've spent some time thinking about that. There's going to be some – differences that people see on the sideline from uh, last season and, and the seasons prior. So it'll be different for me. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge. There's no doubt about it when you're, especially when you're on defense, when a lot of the situations as a head coach that you have to manage are when you're on offense and you need to be up on the sideline, but your defense is, you know, waiting for some adjustments behind you. So I think that piece will be a work in progress as we move forward here. Are you going to be able to keep Ken Dorsey in check? That guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I mean? Got anger. Just so angry. Guys, yeah. so angry all the time. Just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah, he's, he's a heck of a competitor, man. You know, you don't finish as a Heisman finalist without being a competitor, a competitive person. So I love the fire. You know, I love the fire, I, especially from an offensive guy. Those guys are usually um, pretty laid back and, you know, feet up. I go into offensive meetings and it's like, um, you know, it's kind of like a funeral a little bit. Just people... You know, just like with defense, you know, these guys are up on the edge of their seat. Uh, it's different, you know, so I've had to adjust a little bit. Uh, but, no, Ken's Ken's done a nice job. Love the fire. Love the uh, competitive nature. And he'll yell at me sometimes underneath his breath. He doesn't think I see it, but I see it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Sounds like the culture up there is a beautiful one. We, uh, we had to cover, obviously, the moment in which he showed emotion and – Genuine passion mm-hmm. seemed oh, like, yeah. and play. Yeah, AJ and I literally we lead the show. We're like, that is the greatest thing we've seen a coach do in a long time. Mm-hmm. And there was other places that were like, what a stain on this man's reputation. <laughs> yeah. This guy's gonna have to get. There was people saying that like that had microphones in front of them, and we felt like obligated to let everybody know. Like, hey, everybody in that locker room that saw that is like, hell yeah, dude. We need this. Like this guy. This guy he wants cares. just as bad as us. You know, it feels like that. How do you find those guys? Because obviously once you lose day ball, it's like, how are you going to be able to maintain it? It's like, how have you been able to fill so many spots so well seemingly over this entire period of the Buffalo Beals being a primetime team? No, like I learned years ago, um, to your point, you know, I think I was playing youth baseball and I just loved to compete when I was young and had a, had a baseball coach who, you know, went through the deal of, hey, everyone, everyone plays at the end of the game, doesn't really you, you don't know if you won or lost. And I remember, man, I was miserable. I was like seven, eight years old. I was miserable because that, that to me is not competing. And like that made it that made a mark on my on, on me as a person. And I'm like, hey, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have competitive people here, right? That's what we're that's that's the business we're in. Results driven business, people that care, they're passionate about it. Um, so I'm you know, look, you put you you know, all the while you gotta be able to you know, keep your composure and poise in the moments to call the right plays and execute the way we need to execute. But all that's being said, I, I like the competitive nature and 
we've got more people like that here. Um, and it's just when you have the right people, the right people recommend the right people, right? And so it just leads to when you've got good people of high character and that have uh, passion and share a common goal and a purpose, they know what you're looking for. And so if I say, hey, who's out there um, that we can bring in? Who are the young coaches out there, maybe at the college level, maybe in the NFL, that I don't know about? Um, you know, it's just a they know what, what I expect. They know what we expect in terms of uh, our culture and, and adding to our culture the right way. Yeah, if he wouldn't have done that, I think you'd potentially fire him the next day from what it sounds like, yep. <laughs> which I absolutely love. Uh, you've done it the right way. You should be pumped about it, as are the Bills fans. Uh -huh. Hey, oh, yeah. Bills Mafia is so – I'm going to ask you at the end about it. What a fan base to be a coach for, especially the style of coach that you are. It feels like a perfect kind of match. Tone has a question for you, Coach. Coach, uh, we didn't get to see it last year because of injuries, but now that you are the D.C., how excited are you that, that Trey White and Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer and Vaughn Miller, those – you're going to get a chance to see all those guys on the field at the, at the same time. Are you excited for that? For the entire year because there's going to yes. be real grass, too. Real grass, yeah. super grass. It's going to be super grass on the field, everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, I am. I'm excited to have those guys back. Um, they've all worked extremely hard. We, you know, we missed them last season and at different points. You know, they were some out there, some not, and then at times all of them are just out. And so, you know, it's uh, that was tough, but we learned a lot about ourselves and as we talked earlier, there's always challenges through the course of a season. There'll be different ones this year. and uh, But it certainly helps uh, when you've got good players and, and they're out there on the field and available. And uh, I don't care what who the coach is. That, you know, Good players make good coaches, right? So at the end of the day, um, it's awfully nice when you have good players out there playing for you. Hey, we're going to be super aggressive out there? Aren't we setting a tone yeah. on the defensive side, you know? Mm -hmm. A lot of people saying you haven't called plays in a long time. You might have lost your fastball. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you hearing that? You, you understand that as well or what? Mm. You understand that? Well, we'll see. They may be right. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. That From the offensive side, like so much firepower. Right, and yeah. allegedly potentially more. Yeah. Huh? Ooh, ah, you guys are not. Ah, you guys making any moves on the offense? You don't know, right? We'd like to come back on the show, too. Let's not put you in a spot, you know. <laughs> True. And I'll be able to come back. Just work here. Yeah, work amen. Here. Amen. Hey, us, too. Yep. Us, too, uh, on the Internet. But the, um, the defense, too, is so much star power, mm -hmm. so much firepower, so much talent. I couldn't even imagine, like, what you're envisioning or drawing up and things like that now that you're back in the play caller seat. Like, is it reinvigorating almost? Like, do you do you have to adapt anything with the modern style of football? Has anything changed since the last time you called plays? Like, what has life been like thinking about all the weapons that you have and potentially utilizing everybody that you have? Yeah, well, I think, you know, I, I really believe that that's part of your, our job as coaches. Every year you come out, you start in spring, and you, you kind of figure out – who you have, right? And then you go through training camp and, you, and you're still tinkering with things and you f continue to figure out who you have and what they do best and what the strengths of your defense are and, and your individual players. And then it's our job as coaches to put those players in positions of strength uh, and manage naturally the weaknesses. So, um, you know, that's, that's where we're at as far as the game, you know, changing since I've called plays. I would, I would say, yes, it has changed since I've called plays. Uh, the NFL is always changing. It's always evolving. And, and we need to evolve with it. So um, I think that's what you try to do in the offseason is adapt where you need to adapt and and uh, sustain where you can sustain. Hell yeah. Go ahead, AJ. Uh, like what's your perspective on OTAs? What's it look like from your eyes now sitting there as you've been there for multiple seasons compared to when you first came in in your first offseason? In 2017 when we first got here, you mean, AJ? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's way different. Uh, th- that those players did a phenomenal job. We were a new staff, as you mentioned, and and um, it's a different just feel right now because we've had so much uh, continuity, um, you know, with with the players that we've drafted and been being able to keep those players and retain them. That leads to you know consistency of expectations, consistency of. Uh, what's expected scheme-wise, um, and that just helps. And then just with the culture, again, it's just those guys are teaching the new guys and in terms of what's expected. You guys know in the locker room, there's a lot of time where the coach isn't around and it's you got to rely on the leaders of the team to to, to kind of shepherd the, the sheep, so to speak. And, and uh, I'm so thankful for our leaders that we have in our locker room. They, they do such a fantastic job of doing that. Seemingly you have put together an incredible roster year after year after year. Yeah. And obviously Bean is a massive piece of that. You and him have seemingly, from the outside looking in, I don't know, uh, he might be more jock than you. You know, yeah, talking about him. <laughs> We don't know if he's more jock than you. We're not sure. But you two have a great relationship, it appears, from the outside looking in and kind of complement each other perfectly. Is that an accurate assessment from your view on it all? Yeah, he, he plays golf and I'm his caddy. So, uh, <laughs> perfect tag team. Perfect. Tag. No, like he no, we do. Uh, he's uh, he's done a phenomenal job here. Uh, we wouldn't be where we are, uh, where we're at without without Brandon. And uh, we both came from uh, Carolina, and before that, I was with Philadelphia. So, uh, it's been a true blessing to have him and his family here in, in Orchard Park with us. And um, he knows he's just got a great feel for. For the things that that we need as coaches, and and um, he's got a great feel for people, and and then also the you know, the cap and managing all that goes on around the cap. So based on his background and, and, and how he built himself and the foundation he built in Carolina years ago. And you've been around the NFL 22 years. You know that's not normal. Hey, <laughs> there's a lot of coaches and GMs that do not get along because as soon as shit starts hitting the fan, it's a lot of mm-hmm. huh? Not me. Nah. Nah, nah, a lot of that. And there's been a couple moments, I guess, over the last few years with the way expectations were where you two could have turned on each other, and it seems like that's never taken place. It's a beautiful thing to watch, and I think, like, it is something that we all notice, too, you know? Yeah, I appreciate that. No, it's, uh, it's, hard. it's hard. I mean, it's, a, as we already mentioned, a competitive business. Everyone wants to win. When a game doesn't go, you know, as we expect it to go, it's easy for the GM to say, hey, that, or same thing with the draft or when we – look to acquire players and we don't get a player it's easy for a coach to turn around and point a finger and and then on you know the other side of it is always when you do have success who who gets the credit right and and whose pride and ego get in the way so i think trying to manage all that stay aware of it is is important for us not you but coaches that have happened in the nfl you see our roster we made it all the way to yeah. <laughs> you see that roster? You see what we put on? And then GM's like, you see what that coach did with that roster I gave him? Like, you'd see how that kind of starts to fester. Oh, yeah. Especially with high stakes, yeah. with how much money is on the line, and how there's only 32 jobs in both of those worlds. So watching you two be a perfect combination has been a blast, I think, especially for a team that we all like to watch. Mm-hmm. Connor has a question. He's a big Patriots fan. Remember that. So anything that comes out of his mouth, <laughs> remember, there is, yep. you know what I mean? You know that, Coach. Right, Connor? Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, actually, Pat, because Pat mentioned earlier we're all for the Bills later in the year. That's not true, because I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> but aside from that, with the spring league... Hey, fuck that guy, yeah, <laughs> Sure, sure, whatever. With the spring league meetings <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming up, or that are happening right now, Coach, do you pay any attention to that stuff, whether it be the Thursday night football, being able to be flexed now, or the three quarterbacks 
on the uh, roster now or even the kickoff rule change? Is that something you consider and even talk about in the building or no? Yeah, no, it certainly is. Um, you know, as the rules change, then some affect the game more than others. And in this case, the, the few that you mentioned, they affect the game. They affect decision-making uh, before the game and obviously, you know, within the game now with the kickoff uh, rule changing. So, you know, we have to, like I mentioned earlier, we have to continue to adapt. Coach, you know? it's terrible. Say it. Pac-Man. Pac- I would never keep the ball in. I'm quite sure he know that. But does this <laughs> affect the game? It is, right? I mean, this is legit. Yeah, it, it definitely affects we, the game. <laughs> they only need, what, 30, 25 yards. You've been field goal range now. So, as I'm sure you've heard from your special teams coordinator, who is your special teams coach? Uh, Matthew Smiley. Okay, shout out. Shout out, Coach Smiley. Oh, yeah. I assume he has already talked to you about everything that you could potentially weaponize this entire fair catch and then the, the touchback, and then we now have to hit some squibs. We want to catch the people in there, mm-hmm. which potentially have – has there been any real conversation about what you're going to do with this new rule? And do you hate when something like this gets put in out of nowhere for no reason, seemingly? Right. Yeah, well, you should watch your words. Yeah. Smart. Careful. I like, I, like, I like the money to stay in my pocket right now. <laughs> smart. Very smart. But right. when, when things like this happen, though, you have to adjust, I assume, and utilize yeah, it, and- it. Every year. I mean, you just – I just – I've always subscribed to – and we subsequently have always subscribed to, hey, we adjust where we need to adjust, and that's what we do. The rules are the rules for a reason, and we adjust. We respect um, the rules that and why they come down, and so – uh, we make the adjustments we have to make. That's that's the way the game is every year. Um, so all the while, the NFL is trying to make the game as safe as possible, and, mm-hmm. and we respect that. Yeah, we, and we went through last season. That's that's an important piece of, of what what the NFL is trying to do here for the betterment of the players. All right, coach. <laughs> we agree. Okay, mm-hmm. betterment of the players, safety of the players. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can't just be making rules for future potential lawsuits, okay? Because then we're never going to stop. Then the, right, then the rules right. are never go- never going to stop. It's like, you, hey, you're going to coach it great. Can't wait to hear what you have to do. <laughs> and this is obviously a big overreaction for something that isn't going to affect the game that much. But when it does, we're all going to say, that's stupid. Why, no. why are we doing that? That is stupid. But, hey, that's not coach. That's me saying it. Last question for you here, Coach, from Pac-Man Jones. Coach, this is um, going to really affect the returning game. So when with this rule – how do you look at your roster? You don't mm. need returners now, obviously, if, if, if that's the case. Uh, you might need a guy that can catch a punt. Um, does this affect how you pick guys on the roster when it comes to um, special team-wise as far as the returners? I mean, listen, we haven't thought it honestly all the way through yet just because of the timing of everything so far and being in the middle of OTAs. Um, but once we get through it, I can tell you right now, yeah, I mean, when you look at uh, roster spots and and um, acquiring players with certain skill sets, Pac-Man. Like you were, you were a returner back in the day. I believe, and, yeah. And 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 so you, you have, you, you only have so many dollars to allocate to certain positions, and you know we feel like we we have two fantastic returners in Deontay Hardy and Naheem Hines, and uh, you saw some of that the last couple of seasons, and, and so there'll be an adjustment on our on our behalf and our part, and. Um, you know, we'll f- try and figure this thing out here for, for the betterment of our team, just like everybody else is out there trying to do as well. Naeem took two in that one game, right? Yeah, yeah last yeah. game of the season. What a game change. That's a winner. Yeah. You win the game right there. Yeah. Yeah. Was there four, four or six total kickoff returns last year for touchdown? Naeem had two of them. Yeah. But- oh, you guys focus on the teams, huh, a little bit? You guys focus on teams a little bit? We do. 
Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, it's because you're a great fucking coach. Yeah. Uh, that's why. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Having incredible OTAs. Hopefully you'll be able to dress for a funeral after the, uh, the defense does what it does to the offense. Black tank top tomorrow. Going in. Black tank top. <laughs> Are you jock, though? We don't know if you're jocked. You know, you, we don't know if you're jocked. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Tromick. Yeah! Coach! Fuck. Head coach. Returner guys. Yeah, returner guys are in trouble. Yeah, good I am Hines was incredible. And oh, yeah. You, you can't sure get one for punt both. Punt and kickoff, though. It's got to make sure you're punt and kickoff. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be able to do both, I guess, which I guess yeah. is the evolution of the game. But are there guys that can't? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Guys can't go back and catch punts that can catch kickoffs. Yeah. That ball is a totally different flight. Especially mm-hmm. with assholes like him kicking knuckleballs. Oh, yeah. End over end versus. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's a little different. Wait. Those were some very fun days of OTAs. Those young guys who are going to be the next big punt returner in the league? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's see. Okay. Let's go. What? Let's do that. And I'm hitting punts that they will never see in a game. Right. <laughs> that I will never see in a game. But this they thing, could. This thing is going straight up, <laughs> and then that thing is coming down at like, like a 40 yards, and you just see them sitting there. Okay, yeah, no problem here. And that thing, boom, beat them up, ball. Beat them up. And then yeah. you see some people just like, yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm a punt returner. Yeah. Right. Never and then mind. you got people like him who are able to catch six balls right. and then don't even have the thought of eight guys running down full speed. Yeah. But if you have the ability to do both, you're obviously going to be a weapon going forward. Yeah. And we've talked about this rule more than any other show, obviously, because it affects the special teams more than anything else. But, like, I think what's going to happen is you're, there's going to be no returns. Right. Now. That's what they want. They want no return. So, like, even if the ball's kicked short and it's a duff of a kick, which is normally when you can hit, you can, whenever a kicker misses, like, hey, you can hit because it's a lower hang. Yep. You kind of get a chance. They don't have their, their lane set up. You can kind of get them, and you can, uh, you can hit for one here. I think the coaches are going to be too, I don't want to say, not McDermott because he's aggressive, but they're going to say, hey, we get that thing at the 25. You just fair catch this thing. Yeah. Yep. yeah, but if it's short and it's low, I could probably get it. It's like, yeah, but then we might get a hold. Then we can just – easy just to take this thing at 25, which I think is why they're trying to do it. But I've heard from some people about it that it's like, they think it's going to backfire. They think like people are going to try to squib to try to catch people. Yeah. And instead it's going to be, it's going to be Taking more returns almost yeah. than what it's going to be. And I'm like, yeah, could you do as a kickoff guy, could you do like a low hit, like a hit, like the, the tiger stinger, like that goes just over the front line and then hits the ground and go, tries to get as far back as you can. So the reason why I thought the squib was the dumbest kick of all time because there's no hang like hang time is, would be considered like mm. from foot to returner in this particular case because the ball's gonna be on the ground. So we had a I had a couple people that like came and went through the Colts organization like assistants and like uh, what are those called? They get paid to do nothing. It's all advisors, yeah. <laughs> advisors or whatever you know. And they're like, need to add a squib in there. And I'm like, tell me why. Like, why Why do we need a squib? Are we trying to hit somebody and get the ball back? I'll do that. Like, if we're going to do that, we'll do that. No, just because you don't know if they'll be able to catch it. It's like, have you seen offensive linemen in the fucking NFL? They catch that thing over their shoulder. Yeah. Like, I guess a bobble or whatever is good, but shouldn't we be trying to hit this fucker? Let's, let's get some time here as opposed to less time. You know, I never really. I'm saying with the fair catch, though. With the fair catch, you can, you can try to. Call from corner as much as you want. With they're getting a fair catch no matter what. I'm saying but, for some reason you don't want them to fair catch. Yeah, right. Know, and the squib is going to be the answer, but I don't know how. How far can, can you kick up? a squib? You can kick a squib forever. I think. I'm saying like with nobody in front of you, the, the, right. the people in front of you going to it's going to hit somebody or they're going to field it. Which is what we're trying to do. Like if I'm hitting a squib oh, and yeah. they, they put somebody in front of me, in my head it's immediately, but we got to go drill. Yeah. But it was hard to get a squib in with old Pat McAfee as your kicker. It was <laughs> that was going to be a tough call. That was going to be a tough call to make. 
Tom McMahon, uh, Chuck's thinking squib here to end half. Cool, cool. I'm going to touchback. Let him handle that. You know, let him handle down to 20. Can't you take a knee on a squib? No. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought you, you could. Yeah. yeah. So won't, even if you do the squib, won't you just Is take a knee? Is a knee the same thing? I wonder. I I thought that it would but be the knee would be in the college. Ball, it is right it's in the college. Place the ball, though. When guys when, in, in college, they can take a knee and, or a fair catch, and it's the same thing, and they bring it out. From what like, I'm saying, the in NFL, if I catch the ball, if I'm on the second row and I knee, the ball is down right there. It don't. Yeah, yeah in, in, the in front of the yeah. 25. Yeah, yeah. But inside the 25, the same way. I think it goes to the 25. Yeah. So you yeah. take it. You catch the ball and take a knee at like the 10. Or t- catch a squib and take a knee at like the 10. Then it's still... And don't try to advance, I yeah. guess. Is that how they would have to describe that? Yeah. yeah. And it's still a touchback? It goes to the 25? Jeez Louise, bro. That's, what is this bullshit? It's ridiculous. <laughs> why, why, why are we... It got know? pushed through, man. Raj pushed it through. I had a bunch of people saying, you're not going to be able to talk like that about rules when you're on ESPN. Says who, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Says who? Says who? Think, think speaking about rules is going to get people upset? You know, like, ESPN has to deal with the NFL. They ain't gonna do we got to deal with the NFL, too. What are we mm-hmm. even yeah. What are we even talking about? Yeah. You don't think they judge anything that the NFL has done on any of these networks? Yeah. It's a little different than what we're doing. Yeah. I think the NFL will be pretty pumped that we're judging them strictly off of the game as <laughs> yeah. opposed to everything else that's been judged, Bart. And I don't think that will ever change. That's just like we are here for the good of the game. Love that's the right. game. Yes. Love the game. Also, yes. it's not just you. Like, every single uh, special teams coach and all the players are like, yeah, this sucks. We don't want to yeah. do this. Yeah. And Anybody that knows <laughs> football it. would say it sucks. Yeah, Let's go be, to some phone people calls. People are texting you yeah, about lot. the rule. I got a hilarious uh, – yeah, I've met some new people through this time. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are very thankful for what we're saying here uh, from the special teams community. And then I got some new theories coming up. They're all wrong. They're projecting this. This is actually what we're thinking is going to happen. So we're preparing for this. And I'm like, I, I guess you can prepare for that. Huh? Nobody else is thinking that. <laughs> but you might be You might be the, the one that's figured it all out. We'll see how it goes. Let's go to the phones. Uh, speaking of special teams, before we wrap this whole thing up, Matt Ariza mm-hmm. getting a workout with the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is okay. a massive story for Matt Ariza because Matt Ariza, who was the punt god coming out of San Diego State, he was the best player that San Diego State had. Yes. He was the punter, the kicker, the kickoff person, and he was just destroying footballs, absolutely slaughtering them. Every game had a highlight as the punter or the kicker for the San Diego State Aztecs. Now, that being said, what does that mean about the team? We don't need to ask those questions. No. What we do need to know is that a punter took over football for the San Diego State. And also, at one point, by Forbes magazine, I believe, said the first time a punter has ever been marketable whenever he was coming into the NFL. I did take that as a shot, but I didn't hold it against Ariza <laughs> because he was an incredible talent. Then, once he gets drafted to the Buffalo Beals, all of a sudden there's allegations that are incredibly damning and very serious. The most serious. Hey, this is... Terrible things that have potentially happened with this player. Then they start talking about it. He obviously gets run out of the NFL because how serious the allegations were. Now here we're sitting a year and some later, and it's come out that it is not true at all. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even present whenever this whole thing took place and kind of got bamboozled in his name run through the mud. Now we did talk about it immediately upon the news coming out that it was a, a false story that kind of ruined this guy's life. I was at home on the phone. Mm-hmm. 
I had a lot of people send me messages saying, oh, you won't even talk about Matt Rosie getting bamboozled. So watch the fucking program. I did. <laughs> and now that he's getting a workout, I'm incredibly pumped for him. Yeah. This is a redemption tale now. Just because something terrible happens to you, it can either end you or it can change you. Yeah. I think he has been changed. I hope he comes back stronger, better than ever. And I still hold on a lot of hope that at the end of the day, the punt God story is going to be one where he won into the NFL, took care of business, and became an all-time great. And in doing so, opened up a conversation about some things that have happened to people in the past that have potentially ruined their life. This will be a good story. I hope he doesn't hold any hate in his heart, which he certainly could. Mm -hmm. Certainly could. But if you do that, all that's going to do is affect everything else in your life, including punting and kicking when the sweet spot's this big. I hope he somehow has been able to come to peace about it, and I hope that motherfucker is slaughtering footballs on an NFL field this fall for the good of everything. I'm happy that he's going to work out with the Jets. Shout out to Brant Boyer, the special teams coordinator, saying, hey, listen, this guy's, from all the facts that have come out recently, still the punk god, right? (laughs) Still the balls. All right, let's... uh, Let's go ahead and do this. So I hope this is the first step of many for Matt Ariza getting his NFL story and his name back from what happened. That was so, hey, those were damning. Yeah. Very serious allegations. But how, okay, how did they get that that far down the road when it comes out later that he wasn't even present? That's what that's when I was, everything turned for me. I'm like, he wasn't even there? So then you start thinking about it, the whole world, about how narratives can potentially be built before anything is yeah. even close to being checked. Mm-hmm. And uh, Absolutely. life can get ruined, yeah. you know? And we don't want this to affect any other victims. Hey, actual victim, victim, we are 100% on your side. The, but these types of stories make everybody... Everybody's life worse. Yeah. Not just Matt's and Matt's family yeah. and everybody associated with Matt Ariza and everything like that, but future victims now. Yeah. Like you these types of things, like where that's a real thing. That's a real kind of arc of this all. When I was on the Colts, Josh McNary, he was a special teamer, went to Army, served in our country's military, then he came and played for the Colts. He had a situation pop up right before playoffs. He was a massive piece of our team. He gets alleged that he raped a girl. He goes through the entire trial, jury, everything like that. Fully innocent. Fully innocent. But his football career over. Yeah. Never got to play football again. Those playoff checks that he was getting as a special teamer could have been massive for the future of his entire life. And this one situation is something that the fact check on the other side was so much quieter Mm -hmm. than the initial allegations. I assume he's still going to have to deal with that forever. And it was like, when I watch that happen, I'm like, damn. Like, I feel absolutely terrible for you. But Josh McNary just like Ariza, and just like Brian Banks. Yeah. Brian Banks, I believe, is another story of this particular happened, and there's more that have happened. Yes. He like, went to prison for like 20 years, right? Yeah. yeah. 15, 12? Yeah, it, was yeah, it was more than 10. When he I came out, that. though, he didn't get rid of the hate in his heart when he got out. He, <laughs> he went mic'd up, mm-hmm. met person, person said, I am so sorry that blah, blah, oh, I didn't blah. see that. Yeah. I think I he, he did a full... Like, I would like to clear my name here for real. Mm-hmm. And I think that happened. But it's like, I hope Matt Ariza takes this and runs with it. And I hope yeah. he somehow finds a way not to be jaded to the entire world forever. And I hope also we don't, like, change our views on these potential allegations going forward because they are very serious and very fucking real. So it's like, what a combination of situation there. But him getting a workout again and getting a chance to kind of prove himself, I think is a great first step back for everybody. Yeah, and it's, it's so hard because you just mentioned all those things, like the process of it. Because when it first happens, you can't 
you know, say like, hey, you never know. Just because a lot of the times the worst thing that you could imagine is the thing that happened. Actually happened. Yeah, that actually happened. So it is, it's a long process, but, I, you know, they went through the entire thing. And if he is, you know, still able to hit the balls that he was hitting, you know, last offseason in Buffalo, because he was, what, a fourth-round pick? He, yeah. Pretty damn high mm-hmm. for, a, for a punter, and he would be an absolute game-changer in New York, too, at MetLife for Rodgers. They need a them. punter over there, yeah, too. Yeah, they do. I don't know if they're going to – I don't know how – if they – when's the workout? Today, they said? Uh, I'm not sure when it is, but they've gone through That's a, a big story, though, man. Yeah. 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 Hey, Matt. New York. Hey, Matt. Happy for you, buddy. Yeah, good luck. Hey, somehow – and I know this is hard because I'm one of the most petty people on earth, too. But, like, you're going to have to somehow just get that out of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for the betterment of life, right, AJ? I mean, like, legit, he's going to have to somehow figure out how to not be pissed off. Yeah. About he's probably going through. Can you imagine this last year, like, the range of emotions he has gone through? Yeah. I, I would um, imagine he's he spent a good time being angry. I'm sure it's easy to snap back into that. But, yeah, yeah it, it's tough for everybody. Imagine the things that were said to him. Oh, exactly. Because as you're reading that story, it's like, fuck this guy. Yeah, right. Even Frank. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. It's hard. It, like, as you're reading it, the initial allegations, it's like, punt God, he's calling himself. Mm-hmm. And, the, and he knows he knows no matter what, it's still, it's forever there. Like, when yeah. somebody does look him up, even though he's, it, like, all this come out through the other side, like, it's always there. It's something he has to live with. But, yeah, it's just, yeah. what a brutal situation for everyone. But not even him, his parents, too. So, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, but I, I I think the best joy or uh, or comeback that can be is back in the locker room kicking the football. Um, it's nothing like that. Like especially when you get the game taken away from you for something that you didn't do, and you in the prime part of your career. So um, hopefully you get picked up by the Jets. But I think this will be a great story. New York media, y'all want something to write about? Let's go write about this one. Yeah, good kicking room there too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Brant Boyer, the special teams coordinator. Morstead and uh, Greg the Leg. They're going to win a lot of games, Full too. So, yeah. it's a great uh, squad to join. Tom Morstead. Morstead's a guy, oh, yeah. uh, which is. I'm saying it's a good place to at least get a. Yeah, because they, they've been putting kickers, punters on uh, practice squad, too. So, yeah. if he doesn't yeah. get workouts anywhere else, like, That's it's it. not necessarily over. But I'm very pumped that Brant Boyer, special teams coordinator, was like, yeah, we'll work him out. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. You know, because it, it, one person has to do it. Yep. Then it's like right. Then other people feel like, oh yeah, okay, we'll do that too. We'll yeah, bring yeah. It in. You know what I mean? We'll kick the tires. Hell yeah, Matt. Good all luck right. out there, dude. Again. Good luck out there. And I'm one of the most petty people of all time. So everything I'm saying to you, I would not be able to do. But I'm hoping you, <laughs> yes, for the good of your life, I'm hoping you're able to do that. Let's go to the five energy phone line. One eight three three four three two three six six three. One eight three three four. Dome. You got a five hour energy right? Uh, Fiveenergy.com right now, AJ. Okay. Use promo code McAfee, M-C-A-F as in fish, E-E. Sure. 20% off. Holy shit. Okay, I was thinking 15 was too much. Okay, 20. Well, 15% we said the other day because we had forgotten what the percentage was, Mm -hmm. and we knew it was alarming because most people, 10% off, that's kind of the 5% off, that's kind of the easy thing, but the bottom line doesn't really even see a difference in those types of things. So whenever we heard 15, we're like, yeah, that's... 15 feels right. That feels Legit. like you're doing too much. Yeah. Turns out it's 20% off. Holy God. hell. The number five, H-O-U-R-E-N-E-R-G-Y dot com. Five Energy phone line is always popping off. That's right. Let's go to Edward in Arkansas. Edward, what's going on, pal? Hey, Patton boys. How we doing? Hey, fantastic. Keep it moving. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, I got a question for you. With Spacious. the Cardinals staring down a, a season of suck, uh, <laughs> Who's going to get the boot first, Gannon or Murray, when they eventually do suck? Okay, interesting, interesting. Of course. 
Because the new coach had to come in and want Kyler, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because just paid Kyler. Well, already yeah, yeah. paid him before last year. Well, well that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, but half he wanted the gig. Yeah, yeah. When he got he hired. the gig, mm-hmm. you had to say that. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's During his interview, I'm sure he had to give his full support in the interview. That was the part of it. So, like, yeah. I think they're kind of tied together. I don't know if it's a one or the other. Yeah. I think this is more so like a tied together. If you come a couple years after the contract and it's kind of set that way, like, I think then coach has a little bit more say. Sure. But – we're talking like this for Arizona, but we all know in Denver, like if Russell doesn't do well, Sean Payton will be like, yeah. next quarter. Yeah. We'll move the so next yeah, one in. True. But he's a proven coach, I guess. Gannon yeah. isn't there yet. Uh, I, well, and that's what I was going to say. Maybe Denver with Nathaniel Hackett, but also like there are no expectations for Arizona this next year. Like everyone oh expects them to right. fucking stink. People thought the Broncos were going to challenge the Chiefs to win that division sure. or at least make it to the Super Bowl. And it was like midway through, it was like, all right, this guy's a lame duck. We got to get rid of him. I don't think. You would imagine that Gannon, especially with like the draft capital that they potentially have next year, like they'll at least give him a couple years. What a fascinating thing! Yeah, that situation. That's it. <clears throat> just because like thirty first out of thirty two teams on the report card for the facility. Mm-hmm. Shit. Okay, they got stars over there. They've paid stars. It yeah. seems like never have success. It seems like, and then they pay a quarterback and offensive coordinator, head coach at the same time. Yep. And then it doesn't work. They're fighting each other. One of them's already fired. First year into a five-year deal. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think the GM's gone, too. GM gone. GM gone. New GM, new head coach. Division. Beautiful city. Gorgeous. Wow. Love Arizona. That should be a city that's easy to recruit. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of free agents live there. Yeah. There's training places there. It's fucking perfect, that city. So I don't understand how any of their teams suck, let alone the NFL. And they seemingly have just been a dysfunctional organization for the recent history and who knows if that's ever going to change? It stinks. It stinks that this is the conversation about the Cardinals, though. AJ stinks. Yeah, it does stink. But also, when do we expect Kyler back? Like this for, this season could be tough for the Arizona Cardinals. That might be a while, maybe or not. Like how long? What if Colt, when, he, when did he tear it? Colt would be awesome. What if Colt McCoy? December maybe. Governor, yeah. Yeah. Colt, it was Colton the week before Christmas. Colt can win you some games. Is D Hop there or not? Nah. Yeah. He's there right now, right? Oh, listen, nah. Pack. Back hey, listen, I know you look really cool today. Mm-hmm. Not. Nah. We don't need source. Sis. Right now. You're saying not, though. Not. That interview he did with I Am Athlete where he was naming off other teams still <laughs> after the whole yeah. thing they had with Arizona was fat. That was an interesting little development in the story. Very. I, I mean, there's just. Hey, he's going to start the season there, obviously, but if. Around the trade deadline, they're one and seven or whatever. Like, are they going to keep him? I, I can't see that happening. D Hop starts the season as an Arizona Cardinal. Negative. All right. Put on ticker, I guess. Yeah, a team they've already done business with and wants him. Okay. And he named him Baltimore. How about McDermott? Did you see how cool he looks? Maybe D Hop like, that's cool. How about how cool he looked there? Mm-hmm. He, he looks super cool. How he's come, jocked. How come he didn't show he how jocked. jocked he was? He is jacked. Haven't you seen that picture of him with the, with his uh, when he was playing in college? The dude with Tomlin and he's a wrestler. Yeah, he's a former wrestler. We talked to him about that. Like uh, I think the last time he came on the program, mm-hmm. you think he's just got like a peloton next to the desk? Yeah. Probably a couple dumbbells, kettlebell. Got some pads. He's, he's rolling around on. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. he always Hitting he mitts. always is just coming from a workout. Yeah. Bean comes in with a singlet. They do a little quick five. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure grapple. Bingo. You and Jay. Yeah. 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 Cowboy boots. Jay really brought that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not know. If I hip tossed Jay. Oh, yeah. Well, he would have broke his back because you would have launched him off the stage. Yeah, but he, there's no way you're getting me hip tossed. You know what I mean? That's, that's what <laughs> that fucking Jared McAfee, not <laughs> no way. He's got leverage, bro. He's got so much leverage. <laughs> is Jay and AQ still fighting? Have we asked? Uh, uh, no, I don't think Jay, Jay's involved, but AQ, I think, still is. Yeah, Jay left. He got married. Oh, yeah. He moved. He moved. Yeah. yeah, he moved back to California. So is there an opening oh. in that fight camp? 
Yeah, there is. You want it? Might be. I don't live there yet, but that's a they, leadership position, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's a pillar. Yeah, of the entire yeah. fight fight camp. You got to organize a lot. Ooh. Team dinners. If they're still fighting in that rich guy's basement, like five, ten years from now, when I move over there, <laughs> I'd in. love to be invited. Nice, mm-hmm. absolutely. How about them going into a fight club and holy shit, mm-hmm. national high school championship. Young Coach McDermott. That's a dog. Wow. Wow, he, Properly jocked. Yeah. Properly jocked. Properly wow. jocked. I thought he was born bald. I can't even picture him <laughs> with hair. That's crazy. Think about Sweet. this wrestling background football guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's going to run an awesome camp up there, AJ. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he's also seems to be like one of those weirdly smart guys, too, that's mm-hmm. super intelligent, but he also has like that wrestling background. <laughs> Gentlemen, joining us now is a guy who everything he does is seemingly a lightning rod. Yes, that's right. Electrifying through and through. And although he is a newer, healthier, more properly jocked version of himself, still has his fastball. And tonight, slap two is taking place free on Rumble at 9 p.m. Eastern, where two 400-pounders will be slapping the shit out of each other for all of us to watch along. The president of the UFC, ladies and gentlemen, Fuck It Friday founder, Dana White. What's up, man? What's up, boys? How are you? Hey, how excited are you for this evening? Now, I know at the beginning of the slap uh, league starting, you were pumped because all the, hey, you were getting shrapnel from everybody. This league isn't going to work. It's not going to be able to maintain. It's not healthy. It's going to fail. And there's still some moments out there that make you go, when the big fuck locks up like this, it does its thing. (laughs) Now we got a massive night tonight. Danny, you did it, seemingly. You did it. Thanks, boys. Thank you, boys. Everybody's still talking shit, though, but it's all good. I love it. I, you know, um, it, it's it's part of what what fires me up and fuels me. And I haven't felt this way in like 15 or 16 years. So yeah. it reminds me of when I started the UFC. It's it's hard to fathom now when you when you look at how big the UFC is. But this is exactly what yeah. used to happen with the UFC. Literally nobody would cover it. All they did was talk shit about it. This will never be a sport. It'll never get on free TV. It'll never do this. It'll not. I love all the fucking nevers. I love them. I love them. <laughs> Dana, can these, can these athletes, these, these highly trained athletes, can they train for this? Like for, for eating the shots? Yeah, of course you can work on hitting people, slapping people. Can you, do they do anything to try to toughen their jaw up or something? Yeah, I mean, there's no way that you can toughen your chin up. Uh, you know, you either have a chin or you don't. And most of the guys that compete in this have, you know, have good chins to, to, to compete at this level. But, uh, there is a lot of network that these guys do and, 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 uh, things that they work on in, in their regiment. What, what's funny is when you look at when we did season one of Road to the Title, uh, you know, you, you saw these guys, uh, you know, they weren't really in shape. They're coming back now. At the second event, and, and these guys look like they're in better shape. And I'm not talking about the super heavyweights. I'm talking about all the other guys that came off Damn. season one. The super heavyweights are certainly a shape. And I can't wait to yeah. see those two fucking shapes shape themselves Pumped. in misshaped faces. But so one of the guys, the one of the guys, uh Slapper Cash weighed in at almost five hundred pounds. The 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 Hawaiian hitman weighed in at almost 400 pounds. Dog. And we got F- Evan Singleton and Trey Mitchell, who are two of the world's strong men in those strongman competitions. Both of those guys weigh 400 pounds. They're going to be the catchers for those guys. Okay, so we got well. 2,000 pounds of meat up on the stage. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna, exactly. They're going to smack each other in the face. Are you drug testing for these people? or? Yes, they, they, we're, we're, we're sanctioned by no. the Nevada State Athletic Commission. We Everybody gets drug tests. And actually, because... Guys popped for drugs on the last one. They pre-tested all these guys. 
Is it USADA? Is it the same thing, or what is it? No, 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 no. I don't have USADA money yet, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Slab's doing wow. well. Slab's doing well, but we don't have USADA money <laughs> nah, yet. <laughs> I heard there was 7 billion views. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I pay... I pay $7 million a year for USADA for UFC. Okay, so let's talk about USADA. That's a big part of the conversation Ooh. now with the Ultimate Fighter obviously launching in its 70th season, whatever it is. Massive, smashing <laughs> TV success. Michael Chandler and Conor McGregor. This is going to be an electrifying season. And then USADA has been talked about the entire time because Conor has either not yet jumped into those USADA testing and then it's six months guaranteed. So all the MMA fans are trying to shape out what the future potentially looks like there. Do you have any information on that? And how excited are you for people to see Chandler and Conor McGregor's ultimate fighter and then inevitably them fight as well? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, that, that's the big, uh, you know, that, that's the big what, what, when, what, how, and all that shit with USADA. When is he getting into the, uh, into the pool? And I know there was a big meeting with them. Uh, I want to say it was last week. Yeah, last week. And, you know, Conor is, is going into the USADA pool any day. So, um, just waiting to see how that plays out. What a crazy thing that whole that's become a character in your company. You said you pay them seven million. They should be paying you fucking seven million for yeah. the amount of marketing, but they are a massive piece of the whole puzzle, are they not? Yeah. Go cut that deal for me, Pat Mack. You're out there cutting big, big money fucking oh. deals now. <laughs> Go over there and get you solid to pay me seven million. I okay. love it. Hold on, let's talk about that, because you are one of the only humans that I can actually ask, and your answer is one that I will actually you know, that will affect how I view things. And you need to know that. We told you this numerous times, even though you think you're still some dumbass kid from Vegas or whatever. Like, you are a piece of American dream lore here with how hard you've worked. When you went to Disney or to ESPN with UFC, did your people hate the move at the beginning? And I, yeah. I, I'm getting killed. Bro, my people are so mad. Uh, not everybody, obviously. But there is a larger portion of people than I expected that were so mad calling me a sellout, saying the show's going to get ruined and everything like that. Did you did you stare down any of that whenever you got, went over to ESPN and, and Disney? I stare, that sh I stare that shit down with every single move I make every day. Um, you you, you got to cancel out a lot of the noise. At the end of the day, it's your life and it's your business and it's your decision on what you want to do. But I think what's happening is if you look at how you became successful and how you became popular and how this podcast blew up is because of this, this environment here. This is the environment that, that, that people want to go to. Like, I would much rather do this show than any of the linear TV shows out there. Hell yeah. It, it, it's much, much better. I'm starting to feel it. Let me tell you what. Once you start to get suits involved in your business and these fucking corporate guys who think they know what they're fucking doing – and, and, and most of them don't know jack shit. No. Okay? No. And you start, I'll, I'll tell you, you're going to see it with Barstool over the next couple of years, too. The, the, you know, they came in and they, they bought it out. They bought Portnoy out. I had a situation yesterday with Barstool, you know, and it's turning into a corporate fucking shit show, too. It's, it's what happens <laughs> when you get these fucking suits involved in your business. All so, right, so I don't know what happened. You're gonna, you're, listen, you're going to see how it's going to affect your business over the next several years, but... Um, okay, yeah. so that's what I was going to ask you, though. I was going to ask you that. I assume when you negotiated with them, though, you said, hey, I am still going to be Dana White. My press conferences are still going to be my press conferences. The fights are still going to be their fights. Like, I was very adamant about that in the entire conversation. And to their credit, they were as well. They were like, yeah, that's why we're bringing you in is for everything you just said. So I right. wonder about some situations like, was that not talked about beforehand? Because everybody just seemingly thinks it's inevitable with me. Did did you assume that they were going to change it? The suits' lives were going to change well, you? Well, well, think about this. To Disney's credit, 
I'm still me and I'm still doing what I want to do. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to like. It's interesting. And I went through COVID and I put my product on their on their platform. So for what it's worth. I see you busting with the boys out there. You know, you guys. Yeah, they're out here. Yeah, dude. The video of you guys gambling with Taylor in the just yeah. a roller coaster ride and how much money you just made. What a fucking so last, run. Last night, we, we, we go down last night. Taylor puts up 30000 the first hand. He, he gets an eleven. He doubles for 60000 If he wins the hand, it's a $120,000 hand. He loses. Oh, he, no. He, 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 oh, and him, he's fucking sick, and he's, oh, I think, <laughs> you know. So, so he, uh, he ends up, he's down $130,000. And, uh, we flip it and he comes all the way back and he, and he, and he walks away with 67,000. So, hey, here we go. Uh, up yeah. 67, up 67. We, yeah. Yeah. He's up 67,000. That's so, why he's so, so he the Vegas gambler with me. He's, he's, he's won like a hundred and almost $200,000. Yeah. You're a good person. I can't wait to, uh, we get the chance to ride the Dana White train yeah. at a blackjack table. I'll tell you what, first hand out the gate losing 60 grand. Ooh. That'd be quite a, that'd be quite a tone setter. Yeah. yeah. It's kicking the dick. That would be quite a tone setter. But then, hey, listen. This is just like a slap fest. Mm-hmm. Slap fight, slap fight, we're calling them? Yep, slap, slap fest, slap fight, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> well, tonight's super slap fest, too. Mm-hmm. Boom. And whatever you, <laughs> you talk about, you, there's going to be some times where you're going to get hit in mouth. Yeah. You're going to get a $60,000 smack in the mouth Boom. as soon as you sit down at that blackjack table. But guess what? <laughs> Once that big fucker that caught you... Lift you back up. Yep. You put some of that chalk right on your hand. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, you're back in it. And I'm happy to hear Taylor did that last night. Shout out to the boys over there. Yeah, yeah. boys. Shout out to the boys. Uh, Tone has a question for you, Dana. Yeah, Dana. Cool. When I was looking at the lineup for tonight for Smack 2, uh, I noticed a, a trend along some of the contestants that uh, they're bearded men. Is that a performance enhancement in the slap? Have, have, have there been any studies on the beards on the face of these guys? Great question. Thank you. Because back in the old days, with amateur boxing, you weren't allowed to have a beard and stuff like that. I just think beards are in right now. Beards are a thing. These guys have them. I don't think it it, it, it affects the, the the thing anymore. Does but your beard suck? These guys hey, have, does your beard suck? That's why you don't grow a beard, or are you just too handsome? What, what, you don't do the beard? I'm, I'm just not a beard guy. I'm a stubble guy. I'm not a beard guy. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. You look good. You look proper. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I, uh, I, I do see some of the beards on some of these guys, though. I would imagine it's hard to fucking see where their chin is. Uh, you know, yeah. Wolverine's got a beard like down to here, but I, I don't know. Hey, Good that, question, though. Not a bad question. Hey, what is the goal there, Dana? They're going palm, right? Feels like is there rules to this on how? No. So, so if you if you go in with the palm, let me get in here. If you go in with the palm, it's a uh, it's clubbing. It's a foul. And when you foul here, the other guy gets to take two shots. So Ooh. when when you foul here, there's there's big penalties for it. It's not like we're going to take the ball back 10 yards. You get to get fucking smacked twice, okay? <laughs> so, because like some of the internet clips I think that we've seen before your league started, that was the yeah. move it felt like. Bingo. The clubbing move, I seem like that probably has been the dirty move in the slap game from forever, and you guys were told about it immediately per jump? Yeah, it's, you know, we had to dive in and learn a lot about this. But also, we had to educate the athletic commission about it too. So tonight, I mean, they'll, they'll, there's judges and referees and, and and people all over watching the fouls. You're also not allowed to to move your feet. Your feet have to stay still. Um, so so there's a lot of different rules. I'm excited to kind of watch it all unfold. Rumble is an app I can download. Will be on my smart TV. Where will it be? Yes, you can put it on. It's on your smart TV on your on any device. You you can watch it. It's basically like YouTube. You download it. 
It's live. It's free. It's on Rumble tonight. Six o'clock on the West Coast, nine o'clock on the East Coast. Hey, you what? Hey, that was good. You, you go. hopped right in. Did you hear yourself? I don't know if you heard yourself. You were right in the middle of that thing. <laughs> You're wearing the Rumble sports shirt. Is this something that's going to continue to grow, you think? You think Rumble sports? Yeah, I, I mean, we were the ones that launched Rumble Sports. So we got we own another company called Throw One. You know, we own Ridiculousness, Nitro Circus, the SLS Skate League, um, and, and Travis Pastrana's uh, rally car. So Hell yeah. we're starting a whole sports package with Rumble. Dude. I went to Nitro Circus's uh, stadium show here in Indianapolis. They rented out a high school near my house, and I heard I saw a sign that said Nitro Circus this way, and I'm like, can't be actual Nitro Circus. They sold out this fucking stadium. Yeah. They built like a 40-foot ramp <laughs> in the middle of the fucking uh, field. We're talking sending... I think they sent a car off of this. Jesus. Backflips in front of everybody. It was like this entire... And they were picking up going to another stadium like the next day. They're a full business. Ridiculousness is only on TV all the time. How long have you owned all this? Is And this is... You have so much money, Dana. You know what I mean? <laughs> My you God. have so much, dude. So much. That's real. Uh, well, we're, we're doing a reboot of Nitro Circus. You remember you used to watch Nitro, Nitro yes. Circus on MTV? We're doing a reboot of it where it's almost like an embedded series that leads up to a live stunt, um, and, and it'll be on television. We're, we're, we're working on a deal right now with Roku. Speaking of that type of uh, product, Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Dana, with the new McGregor doc that just came out, obviously it's kind of taken over for Netflix right now. Have you thought or have fighters approached you to kind of make a doc about you know who they are? For instance, Chandler, because he's about to fight McGregor, uh, Sugar Sean, Stipe, maybe John Jones. Do guys ask you to do that, or do they do them on their own and then bring it to you, or how are you involved if you are at all? Well, no, Connor did that. You know, Connor is, is, is a different animal. I mean, he's a global superstar. So it's, it, you know, it's not easy just to whip out a documentary, uh, you know, and, and, and do it. But we, we have a doc. We're doing, we're doing a deal right now with Roku where we're, we're filming a documentary, uh, behind the scenes of the UFC. That'll uh, you? come out later this year. You? Is it following your day to day? The whole business. The whole business. Really? So, like, your office with that, uh, what's that one gun? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, the AK-47? With that has, like, are we going to get to see everything over there? Yeah, yeah. You, you guys will see all the behind the scenes. We're, we're, we're working on that. We're, we're also working on a uh, on a show right now with Adam Sandler that's that's a comedy about wor- the, the, all you know working in the offices at the UFC. It's going to be a hit. Yeah. Sandman's yep. involved. It's going to be a home run. Banger. I couldn't have heard better fucking news than Dana White <laughs> and Sandman are teaming up together. Hey, this is a great Wednesday. Hell yeah. Pac-Man has a question it for is. you, Dana. Hey, can we, bet on, can we bet on the slap thing and where can we bet on? And when is uh, Jones, uh, I see he's out of the hole, I guess he's back in public. <laughs> when will he fight again? Another great question, brother. Yes, you can bet on this everywhere. You can bet on it. Any casino in Vegas, they all have it in Vegas. Uh, online DraftKings or any of your favorite places to bet online all have the odds up, and, and you can bet on them tonight, yes. And John Jones, we're working on something for him uh, late, later this year. Everybody knows we're hopefully targeting MSG and uh, possibly him and Stipe Miocic. Hey, I've heard a couple of fighters before say, like, not fighting in New York because the taxes. Is that a real thing you have to battle whenever you're negotiating with top stars? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. The, the, you know, taxes are an issue to guys. Uh, um, uh, certain athletic commissions. Uh, th- there's a lot of different... People don't realize how many different things go into making a fight and what goes on behind the scenes. Go ahead, AJ. How far out are you? I know some of these fights, like how far out are you scheduling fights right now? Are you 18 months in it? Like how, how do you do that? Yeah, we're, we're, we're probably... Uh, we're into August right now. 
that's not bad. Yeah, sec- securing the venues and then obviously getting fighters and then guys back out and you got to – are you doing that more where you pay guys to be a, an alternate and weigh in on the day of in case someone drops out? Is that the- 100%. So I'm, I'm in the slap war room right now, but if, if I was in the UFC war room, you know, it's laid out and, and, and I'll have like um, – I'll have like three different – possibilities it'll say something like you know may 24th and there'll be three different possibilities it could be boston miami newark so those are the three that are available and we start to try to build cars that we think would work for 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 that uh you know that location and and that's basically how they're built and how we decide in that war room when somebody went up on the dry race board and said all right we got the hawaiian hitman Mm mm-hmm and then he can fight this fucking slap for cash guy. We got 400 pounds versus 488, maybe 490. Mm-hmm. That's where you need to talk about that, obviously. Is that what you do? You try to get high-profile fights first, or you trying to fill card first? Well, what we did was we started out with, the obviously, Wolverine and the bell is, is for the heavyweight title. A.J. Hintz, who, if there was a pound-for-pound rankings in this sport, he'd probably be the pound-for-pound number one guy in the world. Oh, good taking job. On Whoa. The other Hawaiian, Russell Rivera, and then... Uh, you know, the other title fight was the Machine Davis and, and uh, Wesley Drain. Then we slapped for cash. We started talking to him. And he actually wanted to fight the Hawaiian hitman's brother. The brother said, I'm not ready now. So the other brother came in. And oh. It's just, it, it's an awesome storyline with two monsters. So it, it made all the sense in the world. On all those behind the scenes, Ty has a question. Yeah, Dana, considering how much success you've had with the Ultimate Fighter, I know with Slap, it like uh, it was, it's a little bit tournament style, but have you considered down the line here, like, hey, we're, we're just going to do an Ultimate Slapper as well, get these guys all living in a house and just having them smack the shit out of each <laughs> other 24-7 with cameras on them? We did that. Yeah, okay, see, uh, you doofus. Well, that's that's what I. I mean, watch ball the bottom, Ty. That, that, this guy that was the season. That was season one. That's what I thought. Season one, we did that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's how it. we launched this whole. Oh thing. yeah, oh, okay, got it. Yeah, got it. I thought we, so. I Are we running it back? Will you do everything that had success with UFC? So, so, so it's it's a fucking great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a great night tonight. Good luck. Best wishes, and we can't thank you enough for your time, boss man. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure with you guys. Hey, whenever Congrats on all your success again. I say it every fucking time I'm on the show. Every time I'm on the show, you blow up to another level, and I have to fucking congratulate you again. Well, it's unbelievable. Hey, you too, pal. I mean, let's yeah. not get crazy. And I'm only, what, a couple years into this. You've only been up in the game for, what, 25, 30 years at this point. Mm-hmm. So if I get another couple decades, maybe I could be your fucking. Hey, you look thin. <laughs> you look good. Thank you. Bre- I appreciate Brecca? it. Brecca? So the Brecca thing? Gary Brecca. So yep, you- 10X Health. So what do you do? You do, you're taking, you're taking the juice? You're taking all the uh, juice? <laughs> no, so, you know, I do the same workout I've been doing for years. I, uh, I, I'm off all the doctor's meds. I only take supplements, you know, natural supplements. Um, and I, uh, I do, I do his superhuman protocol, which is cold plunge in the morning. There's this alkaline pad that you lay on that alkalines your body. I do the oxygen therapy. And I do the red light therapy. I do it every day religiously. I have zero inflammation in my body. My weight's down 40 pounds. I eat keto and I don't snore anymore. I don't have sleep apnea. My legs aren't fucked up. I could go on for an hour, all the shit that this guy has fixed on me. Hey, we're proud of you, man. Keep going. It's not easy. Ladies and gentlemen, Dana White. Yeah, all, yeah, yeah. all right, so let's get a cold tub in this Put it outside. What's this alcohol? He's not sleeping on it. He's just laying yeah. on it. Yeah, I guess. Like a yoga mat? In the war room? Yeah, what is it? Yeah.
What's, the, what's red light? I've there. seen the red red light. Look it up. They're, Is that like red light district in Amsterdam? They are very expensive. <laughs> yep, same thing. The, the outline pads? No, the if you go to that site, the the red light and the oxygen thing very expensive. The red yeah. light sauna, the the yeah. infrared yeah. sauna. Yeah. yeah, you can get cheaper versions though. I think. No, no, no it's, it's a red light. Like, it's like a red light bed. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, like a tanning bed or red light. I have a little red light thing. What do you mean? I have a small one. I have a small red light deal that you can strap to your knee, and it claims it helps with the. How long am I laying in this bed? Yeah, is it like a tan, like Four 10 hours. minutes? Four, Four hours? hours? No way. And then two hours in the cold plunge. That's okay, so you're lying. Too. You're trying to ruin okay. this guy's thing. You're a prick. Never would have guessed you'd be this out of control with your life. I mean, if one hour, if well, 30 minutes is good, pretty expensive. an hour oh, better. Oh, it's only... <laughs> They're selling only that on the internet? <laughs> that's, the com- that's the complete package. <laughs> oh, okay. Jeez. Magnetism? Want that? Oxygen, light? Without them, we cannot survive. Amen. But with them, we're superhuman. Take control of your well-being by the three-step superhuman protocol designed to give healing power back to the human body using magnetism, oxygen, but. and light. I like how they started it and then ended it with the same three words. Yeah. Package includes 10, 10X Theralite 360 HD bed, version 3, Hypermax oxygen generator system, Pure Wave PEMF mat, white glove shipping and delivery. It's coming clean. Wow. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Nice. So which one's the alkaline thing? I think the mat. That'll be the mat. Yeah. The mat. The Pure Wave mat. It's right there on the left, too, you see. The, and then the, the standalone, it's telling you the rules that comes with the package. Yeah, what's the, is that the oxygen thing? Is that just. So am I putting. I can't put the alkaline mat in the red no, bed because no. then my back's not getting the red. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, I, so I'm doing. I'm laying in the bed and the alkaline thing two different times. I wonder. Well, the mat on its own. It's a process. Like cold plunge, red light, alkaline mat, all of it he does. It sounds like. Boost your well being on what we like to call the biocharger mat. This mat pumps PEMF, pulsed electromagnetic fields, magnetic fields. Depending on the frequency level, this can be used to enhance blood flow. Our PEMI technology helps the body to increase circulation, blood flow, and oxygen. How long am I laying on here? Can we. 15 minutes a day. Here we go. Is that Hypermax it? oxygen. 15 minutes a day to transform your overall well-being. Hypermax offers the smallest footprint on the market. Creating a cylinder is expensive. That's why no other bag offers this space-saving design. Utilizing the highest medical-grade TPU single-laminated nylon offers flexibility and durability while eliminating harmful VOCs. So it's only 15 minutes there. And you go lay on the mat for 15, and you go in the bed for 15. What is? What oh, am I in? Like what is yeah. that? It's like a tanning bed. Oh, that's bed? the expensive part. The light bed. What's yeah. the Hypermax yeah. oxygen thing? That's uh, that's like a. The mask. It's a tent. I'm going in. What is? Oxygen. Her mask is attached like to the flow bag. mask. Oh, so it's attached to that thing on the right. Oh, so you wear a mask you while you lay on the mat, maybe? And then I put that stand thing next to it, so everybody knows what the fuck yeah. I'm doing. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so the light bed is one hundred and twenty-five thousand. It'll be in the, yeah. the Thunderdome next week. I mean, there's a chance we get all this stuff. The health light bed, the 10X health light bed is a non-invasive treatment process that is used to improve soft tissue healing. This is the easiest and arguably the most relaxing part of the superhuman program. Oh, does okay. it tan you too? I, if it did, that'd be... I don't believe so. I didn't see, nah, Dana didn't see that tan. We have you lay on a near-infrared <laughs> light therapy bed that allows you to harness many potential benefits from the sun. Huh? Oh, AJ, so AJ, you have the sun in a like box. Superman. AJ, you have this bed? I got the sun no, I don't, in a box. No, I don't have that bed. I got the little, I have some of those little uh, small red light panel. things, though. It can strap to your knee or strap to wherever Oh, like that thing? The panels? Supreme Protocol with red light panels. Without no, them. I don't have that big. Mine, the stuff I have is small. Cold plunge would be cool, though. Just three minutes a day. Yeah, but who's keeping it clean? 
And who's putting the ice back in? Filter? Oh, <laughs> no, you, you got to get one with ice. You got to automate a cold tub yeah. that has, you know, a compressor and everything keeps it cold. He's not. You think Dana's dumping ice in a trash can every morning? Maybe. Well, you don't know. I've seen all these people on the internet with these things. I'm like, who's putting okay. the ice in there every day? Me? I got to go get the ice every single day. You don't need ice. What is you don't it? Need it. No, it's what do you mean? Like a pool. Keeps it cold on its own. It's like Once 30 grand. Have, certainly have ice. Like AQ's ice. got one that has no ice. Really? Yeah. Wait, but how's he clean it? Does it's, it's, it's filtered. It's it like has a whole, filters. whole system. Yeah. Look them up. Like the one like at the 30, grand. I don't know. Are you what? talking about like jacuzzi one? Yeah, at the stadium. Y'all don't have one at? Yeah, we did, but somebody had to put fucking ice in that thing. I mean, it was like, it was cool. And then no, had, not in nah, the stadium. Those stay cold. No, nah, they stay cold. They don't put ice in them. Not in Cincy. Yeah. No. They don't put ice in them. Since he didn't have those. I don't those. know. I think I've seen people dumping <laughs> ice. ice. Yeah. I think I've seen people dumping ice in these things. A lot I, of this. I lot of, need a lot of ice around. So. You know, if you're at a football facility, a lot of ice, very uh, prevalent. Yeah. Unlock protocols from Dr. Andrew Her- Huberman. Take the plunge. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Huberman. Nice. Take Huberman's the plunge. Big. Powerful cooling right down to 30 degrees Fahrenheit. That's it. Not even. That's not that cold. That is very cold. Oh, I know. <laughs> you get into a pool that's like in the 70s. It's like, oh, my God, is this the fucking glacier that took out Titanic? I've I've actually genuinely thought about that flash freeze day multiple times just because of how cold that was. That took your breath away when you got out of the car. Do you remember that when they said, oh, yeah, oh, Dr. Frost is coming through? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Mother Nature's going to have a rain, and then they're going <laughs> to actually yes. <laughs> just the, freeze it all. The wind. You got guys like AJ going, like, oh, good, I'm going to fill up the tub. <laughs> Go sit in this thing. Hey, you do cold tub every day? No, I've never been a big cold tub guy. I never, I didn't, I didn't use it when I played. I've used it more post-career than before. Okay, so I was a cold tub guy whenever I played. Loved the cold tub. Enjoyed the hell out of the cold tub. Yeah. But I just always assumed that it would be so much shit to deal with. Like, so much. Because anytime you got water involved. Yeah, upkeep. Yeah. Oh, it is. You just got to spend the money to get those ones that are pretty much, you just have to change the filter every once in a while. I think that's Here's one that is uh, cleans itself and stays cold all the time. Okay, we like this one. Yeah. I think let's get one, one of these in the house. I think that's one AQ shots. I believe it's one AQ. Oh, there's a hot. These are so huge right now. Cooling Speed Pro. Well, that's because Dr. Brecca and Rogan are just jumping in the cold. And Posner. And Posner. Hoff. All of this. Don't put Posner in that fucking. Posner loves cold tubs, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but don't put him in with those other names. Why? I took a pill in the pizza. Then I took a cold plunge. Is everyone a wine shirt? (laughs) He looks cool, doesn't he? Oh, that is sweet. Thank you, AJ. (laughs) See that? That's the same exact reaction he got in the case. You all ruffle feathers (laughs) wear a new shirt. That's what you said. And it's like, yeah, we were all complimenting you, dude. No, you guys were not complimenting you. This is what we need. Why do you think AJ wears black shirts every day now? It's because every day he used to come on and you guys would comment about his new (laughs) shirt. We're not the only one. What are we talking about? Yeah, we talk about things that happen in our world. So sue us. Actually, don't. Don't. Well, this new shirt is courtesy of this show because we are all sellouts now, and this is my sellout shirt. How, are those your sellout glasses? Yeah, exactly. You look cool. Yeah, thank you. You look like did you're you like- know? Did you know it was going to have this kind of reaction when you put it on this morning? Or did you have some kind of function? I, no, I he knew, knew what I was dude. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, he knew how yeah. fucking. Cool I actually said, "Fox, that's a really cool shirt. That's a cool going out shirt. Bold move wearing it in here." Yeah, and that's basically what I said. Why? Why are you guys so negative? I- Good for you, Fox. Yeah, definitely wear your Thank you. Fox, you look incredible. Thank yeah. you. Now, granted, I will say you're not the only one. 
Have you seen what this dude looks like today, Pac-Man? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's awesome. What is that? Snake whoa, skin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <Snake star. laughs> I mean, even the hell's well, that out. Pac. It wasn't what Pac, you said. It was how you said it. Yeah. What is that? Where would I go get that? How do I get one of those? That whole, uh, your whole outfit. This was sent to me. Yeah, you got to know Mr. Gucci. You would never understand, AJ. Sorry. I don't. So maybe don't don't just throw rocks at things that shine like you did. What is that? We don't need that. (laughs) Okay? We don't need that at all. People, yeah. People think you're dead serious sometimes. Yeah, I heard. I saw some comments (laughs) yesterday that whenever we said, no offense, Mickey Mm Moss, people were taking that very literally. Oh, really? Oh. Oh, really? uh, look at this. It's already started. <laughs> scared to say Mickey yeah. Mouse. Well, well, well. All right, let's go to the phones. Jesus. Andy Reid, I guess, has spoken about the new kickoff fair catch rule. Andy Reid certainly had some thoughts on the new kickoff. My thing is, where does it stop, right? If we start taking pieces and we'll see how this goes. But you don't want to take too many pieces away or you'll be playing flag football. Andy Reid is a man whose brain is one of the greatest football brains of all time. Yes. Alongside many others that have the exact same thought. And this was kind of... Now, my big takeaway as soon as I heard about it was... That's Mickey Mouse. Yep. That yes. is Bush League bullshit. <laughs> but then you immediately go to, well, what's next? Like, right. if they're willing to do this, is the punt just going to be snap, punt, fair catch? That's where the ball is. <laughs> and then once it becomes that, it's very easy to eliminate. Be like, this is terrible. We're right? not doing it. The kickoff is terrible. Like, we, right. this is so boring. It's not even a competitive play. It's like, you're the ones that made the rules to make it not that way. I think that's how we all feel. Yeah, and we don't. We want the game to stay the same. Then they talking about switching the rules, like we was talking about the other day, to the UXL uh, XFL XFL. Like I can't even pronounce it. Be- better yet, change the fucking rules <laughs> to the game. Jesus Christ, man! We need we need the game to stay the same. Returners, we don't need to take the returners out the game. No, it's a part, part of, of the game. game. Yeah, like, it's a massive part of the game. I got a message from. Um, and I'm just now opening it and seeing it, but I did see the first line of it, and I apologize for not going. I never venture into my messages, especially now. <laughs> yeah. You know, these, yeah, no point. These last couple of weeks have been a little bit loud, so I do not go in there often because I don't want to know. Like uh, sure. whatever I'm being asked to do, I don't even want to know that I was potentially thought of for that because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to ho- feel bad about something. Mm-hmm. So I just keep myself eliminated from it. On Twitter, though, I forget who. I think maybe I think it was Steve. Maybe I don't know somebody. I had to reach out to. I go over here. Sam Schwartzstein, who has sent me a lot of messages that I'm not seeing. I apologize, Sam. I'm you know I'm not in here. <laughs> I do not see this. I have not seen this. Uh, he's one of the rules creators for the XFL. He former Stanford guy. Remember? Okay. Hmm. Remember this dude? He was teammates with Andrew Luck. Yes. Then he big brain guy mm-hmm. was one of the rules creators for the XFL. His first line was, I would love to come on and discuss the kickoff I created for the XFL. I understand why you may not like it, but I can at least dive deep into the data on why the NFL doesn't like the current kickoff, the high-velocity impact plays, kickoffs play create, and then how to think of alternatives. Yeah, you didn't think of the idea, okay, we- Sam? You're very smart. Every special teams coach in the history of the NFL has had a delayed or a stalled kickoff start line to save people's legs. You took a drill from practice and made it the game thing. Still have respect for you and your brain, but you didn't create this thing out of nowhere. This isn't. This is just a classic drill, and I understand that some data we'd like to hear the precursors on the data mm-hmm. we'd like to know like when people are running faster than 23 miles an hour or 20 miles an hour over a span of 40 yards the kickoff is the highest concussion percentage and it gone up or whatever we'd like to hear what the precursors are because from watching the game now granted the kickoff has become something vastly different because they don't love run- allow run-ups anymore everybody is basically in a hands team setup so it's much different than it was even six years ago seven years ago but like 
watching the game, it doesn't feel like every kickoff somebody's getting hurt. No. It doesn't seem like no. it's disproportional to anything else. And it's like when you do these types of things, it's just leading to more things that we don't like. So I have respect for the XFL in the innovation. They created the fucking Skycam way back in the yeah. day. Yep. They have a great review system that I hope the NFL takes over. There's been a lot of great things that have come through the XFL and some of these leagues. This one, though, shut up. I don't want to hear it. This is not football. And no, you know what I mean, AJ? I, I don't, I don't want to hear it. That, that, it's not. It's not, man. That's why I'm, I'm worried because we'll see how many times like it's even implemented, how many fair catches are called on kickoffs. But the fact that Raj had, wants it to be like a one-year tester to see, hey, how does it, how do the numbers look? After? Of course you're going to show less concussions because no one's going to return the ball. Yes. I need, I need those numbers to tell me yep. that concussions went down. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I need those numbers. We can 4X, 5X those numbers, right? Yeah, make it happen. Can't we live in plus? We can. How, how would they know in the uh, – whatever the league call, how would they know? They ain't, how, many, how many seasons they done had? XFL? Yeah. <sighs> three? This is – yeah. This, this is be a third, third ownership, yeah. three seasons. Yep. Right. Right. So how would they have any data that they – that way is way safer than what it used to be? Good she, point. Don't we try these things – don't we normally try these things in preseason first? Dude. Yeah, before implementing them. I just – like Sam Schwartz seemed probably a great guy. I mean, I met him one time when I was covering the XFL on the third team on the sideline, which I did not agree to do, and I only did one game, and I didn't have to do another one. <laughs> and he seemed like a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. He, yeah. He, seemed, he seemed like a good guy. Absolutely. But we need less people saying we can change the game to make it a better game. The game is already the best fucking game. Exactly. Okay? It's not Preach. broke. Preach. The, game, the, game is the, the game is the best game. You're right. Where does it end? Like, do we stop having, like, let's say a team gets the ball to the one-yard line. Are they saying, hey, this is too physical of a play. Guys are, AJ, are ramming their heads there. into each other. We No more goal line. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't whoa. even say it. No yeah. more fullback. Yeah. No more fullback within two-yard line. Your words are spells. Stop. Your words are spells. Stop. stop it. No no goal line defenses allowed. Nobody's allowed to do this. Yeah, exactly. On a, on a no one's allowed to jump over the pot. Running back can't jump over the pot anymore. For some they already thought about it with the sneak. They already fucking quit yeah. doing it, AJ. Yeah. yeah. You right. And Andy Reid knows. Well, dump that. Dump that so nobody hears it. Dump it. Yeah, dump that. If they get rid of the punt, that, I mean, Chiefs probably, and maybe they do, but Chiefs without Kadarius Tony's punt return. Sure. Uh, do they win that game they still? That would change rosters. If you got, if you, they're already. Yeah, it's they're already doing it. It's already doing it, bro. less players in the team, I feel like. So, and then think about, like, there's no way they're going to tell people to return. The, the, right. the plan for teams, kickoff will be, hey, we're either taking a touchback or we're fair catching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yep. it. And if they kick it in front of the 25-yard line, somebody catch it, you're fair catching as well. Yeah. Don't, don't need to even institute returns. No need yeah. for it, really. No pooch. Probably you work on it less, too, won't you? Don't you think they yeah. might not get as much time to work on it, too, because you're like, hey, we're not returning anything, and we're not really covering kicks. Like we got to be there in case they do, but – not many are coming out. It just takes strategy out of the game. I, yeah. I don't know why you would want to – a game that's – why you would want to do that. Now, they say they have stats, and I have contested numerous times into this microphone. Stats are an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I think as we learn more about stats, the more intrigued we all are about stats because somehow stats are on everybody's team. Mm-hmm. And then we'll watch something like Succession. Yep. And stats and numbers are a massive part <laughs> of this entire program that people think are kind of based off of a real-life – Situations yep. and you hear people go, uh, "Give me a number for this. I need a number for this. I need a number for this." And then we watch things on TV. It's like that person clearly said, "I need a number to paint this story." And it's like numbers are on everybody's side. Yes, depending on how you dress them up, numbers are on everybody's side. So it's just like, I wish they did just show us all the data so that we could just go, "Oh, they're right. I, I guess this is a real problem. I guess it's a real problem." But what I'm thinking is that's not the case. I, I think we're going to see it and be like. 
Oh, isn't that interesting? Because listen to our thoughts on this entire stat that we have in there, and that's a never-ending circle, and where will we stop if we're worrying about lawsuits and fake no right on? Yeah, exactly, and I could be wrong, but don't you think that if they showed these stats to special teams coaches and stuff like that, and if those guys do care about the players, and it was like overwhelmingly like, hey, if guys are returning on special teams, like there's a forty percent chance they're get a they're gonna get a concussion. Like you would think that maybe a couple of those guys would be like, okay, we'll consider it. But they they didn't have any of that, which is why Goodell had to go back and be like, nope, we're voting again, and you guys don't want to get sued, so we're doing this. It's interesting. It's an interesting thing right now. It's, it doesn't make sense for the current time in which the NFL is in too. NFL is kind of baby faced right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everyone loves it. NFL is kind of baby faced, and like to do this, it's like. You're kind of taking a step back into like the what the fuck weeds. Yeah, he probably thinks so. Doesn't know you think Raj thinks that the general casual fans won't really notice, won't really care. Yeah, and this once again, it's not going to affect that much. But yeah, when it does, it is. Well, strategy it, it completely changes complete strategy yeah. and emphasis and everything like that. But kickers are just going to kick touchbacks. They're all going to wait for touchbacks or fair catches, and that's the game. So I guess it does affect everything, but if the ball is one yard in the end zone, that's a knee guaranteed. Well, and don't you think that there will be special teams coaches? Unless you the Bills, you got the best return in the league. I'm quite sure he's bringing it out regardless. McDermott? Packers. Packers are bringing it out too now. Yeah. For how long? Well, that's what I was. Exactly. Gonna, that's what I was right. going to so say. It doesn't like, work. If, well, if yeah. The, yeah, if the guy does it one time and they're telling him like, "Hey, you should fair catch," and he gets tackled at like the six yard line, they're going to cut his ass right away. Yeah. Do you expect squib what kicks? If you uh, do you expect squib kicks things that'll force returns? McKay, who's the head of the competition committee, was asked. No, I don't. It doesn't mean they won't do it, but we went back and looked at college. Okay, I'm so Jeez. sick of this, bro. Come on, dude. It's not the same sport. It's just a different, different league. Two different levels. Different everything. Kickers. The kickers in college versus the kickers in the NFL. Yeah, way different. Everything. Like, it's just. AJ, we was talking about when. I don't we, even want to read We that. get the uh, concussion thing on Monday, and we go in and say, oh, we had a concussion. Well, what play did we have the concussion on? Was it yep. on offense, defense, special team? Like, that's what we was talking about with the numbers. Like, a lot of that is just to cover up the NFL, but. I come in on Monday, be like, hey, I've been dizzy the whole weekend. Hey, you remember what play happened? No, I finished the game. Don't remember the play. But uh, oh, we think, it's, think uh, it happened on the special yeah. team yeah, probably on the there. kickoff return. Yeah, and I understand that it's a high collision thing, but it's football too. Like, yeah. And I think we're at a stage now, and who knows what the future will indicate. And Roger Goodell has to look out for future lawsuits, I guess, especially after the one happened after uh, Will Smith was the doctor. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Where former players. I think they each got like 45 bucks in the end, but it was like mm-hmm. a $5 billion, multiple billion dollar lawsuit that ended up getting settled for a couple hundred million. And then that money was dispersed over a large amount of people. And just like the Ed O'Bannon one, yep. where I got a check yep. for like, I think, $527 or something. I'm like, thank you. Yep. Thank you for doing that. That's awesome. It was an honor to be in the game. But now that I'm making real money, thank you for that 500 bucks mm-hmm. and that whole thing. I think we're at a different stage where it's much more like, yeah, we signed up for this, though. Yeah. 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 Part of the yeah. game. Doesn't it feel like that? And we know, and the people understand that don't play football, like they get that the NFL is doing a lot to take take all these violent collisions out. They understand we're trying to protect players. Like, just go watch clips from 10 or 12 years ago, and you're like, oh my goodness, like you can't do any of this now. Yeah. Like everything, just horse collaring. Submarine and into piles, all that stuff that used to be football isn't anymore, and it's probably a good thing it's out. Let's go to the phones. Um, happy Andy Reid's on our side, though. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You big, get. big get. Big get. Definitely other head coaches that are as well. I had a couple people uh, tweet basically that they know better than us. Of course. I love that. Right. What do you mean? 
just concussions and stuff and like no kickoff plays in general like they had brand new schemes and ideas that people were going to do and it's like okay what are you (laughs) gonna do who are you talking do you know who you're (laughs) fucking talking to right now what do you i understand that the internet you can pop off about anything Mm -hmm. but humans with actual avatars actual names not being a burner a troll real human out there just laying out what where i don't understand like kickoff and what could happen everything like that i was just so dumbfounded i'm like this is here. This, this is what we've. Yeah. This is what we've allowed to happen. Yeah. We can change that. Yes, we can. No, I don't think so. Stupid's nah, stupid always gonna. Yeah, happen. that's true. I mean, yeah. look at us. But also, hey man, do you very, think? Very, very dumb. Do you? Not think, in this particular field, though. Feel pretty good. This kind of in our wheel. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, actually, in our yeah. wheelhouse. Well, this mm-hmm. side of the table, no. no but you. Right. Yeah, I'm more more so men over AJ, here. AJ, you're on a punt team, right? Oh yeah, punt team. I was. I did a little bit of everything. Kickoff? But punt team, always punt team. Uh, I messed around in there a few times, yeah. Kickoff <laughs> return. Practice or game? Both. Done. I mean, I was in special teams meetings my whole career, uh, and I was always backing up other positions. But, yeah, I, I started on punt team a decent amount. What were you doing? You are doing C-blocks out there? You were coming all the way around to sign up, getting to two, getting to three? What were you doing? On punt team? Punt, kickoff Talking, return. Kickoff return. Uh, I mean, I was always a front-line guy. I got I got hit when I was when I was four years uh, left-wing punt in college. That's where I, like, that's where I realized how big of a deal punt is because Jim Trestle yep. says all the time it's the most important play in football. Yeah. That's when I learned how to stay on my guy's hip and how we create a pocket. They can't come in and block this sucker. If it gets blocked, it's the punter's fault because it got off too late if they come around the edge. Maybe on. a snap or two. Let's speed up the snap a little bit. But I understand, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely the punter's fault as well. But, but whenever yeah. you, you were on kickoff return for real and you were running down with like a five, three? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Not much in the league, but in college I did it. Where My freshman year, I almost blew the national championship, I feel like. We went 14-0 my freshman year. We played Illinois at Illinois, and it was a time where they were going to try to kick it at right at one of us, and I knew he was going to kick it at us. We only won the game by three or four points. And I was like, all right, if he's going to kick it at me, I'm squaring up to this dude. I, I squared up directly in front of him, exactly like what you said. You would have blasted the ball off somebody. <laughs> and I was like, if I would just square up, give him all, just don't even take away any of my body. He's just going to – there's no way he can hit me. Guess what? Fired that <laughs> sucker, hit me right in the ankle, and I scrambled my ass off to try to get on that ball. Luckily, we recovered it, but – I think back of that now, I'm like, how stupid was I? Yeah. I had to tell Coach Pressel that, too. He's like, why did you square up to him? We've never done that. I was like, yeah, you know, Coach, I thought he might not hit me. But uh, <laughs> obviously, he's pretty good. Trestle has that uh, whatever, whatever sweater, sweater vest. And sweater he's, vest. he's like, we get in a runner stance, okay, because we got to get back. Take away some of your surface area, too. You and can also, do that easily. Let's slide direct. We've told you this numerous times. Let's not stand directly in front of the fucking guy. I mean, I mean, because at least if you're off center, if he misses you, that goes out of bounds. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. you know what I mean, or yeah. or something yeah. like that. Very rare do you get somebody standing directly in front. I wanted of to see him. I was like, I want to see him because I can react to this kick, <laughs> and I couldn't. I could not do that. <laughs> you thought you was gonna catch it, AJ? No, I thought I was not like, if I if I'm squared up first off, he's probably gonna try to hit me and he's gonna mess up and kick it out of bounds. But if he does kick it right at me. I want to be squared up so I can move either way. That's what I felt. You wanted him to think, oh, this is easy. This guy just did what I wanted him to do so that he overcycles himself out. That can't do it. You want yep. to kind of you want to kind of double stamp that thing. Yeah, that's what uh it's what a dumb probably shouldn't have an eighteen year old freshman on your squad when you're going to try to win a national championship. <laughs> nah, you figured it out. It all yeah. worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank my teammates. Thank my teammates for falling on that one. Well, that's special that teams, which is why every football person loves it. It's like mm-hmm. very, cool. very cool. team oriented mm-hmm. and very strategy based. Cool. Yes. And now they're just getting rid of it. I hate it. Let's go to the fence. Let's go to Dennis in Jersey. Dennis, what's going on, pal? Hey, what's going on, Pat? AJ and the boys. How you doing? Keep Keep moving. Moving. That wasn't a bad start. Go ahead, pal. 
pleasantries. Yeah, hey, I just wanted to comment and uh, show some love and appreciation. I know there's a lot of stooges on the internet calling you a sellout, and I feel like this is just like uh, 1999 Survivor Series uh, when WWE superstar The Rock uh, started dropping the corporate eyebrow and uh, the corporate elbow and, and raising the corporate eyebrow, and everybody was hating on him. And that was just a launch pad to the superstar that we all know that he had. And I feel like you and the boys with the program are on the same ascension. And yeah. in a couple of years, we're going to look back, and all these people are going to say, like, oh, we knew all along. We knew all along. We know they're full of shit. We know, Dennis. Yeah. Uh, they're liars. Daddy they're flipping, it. flopping like a pair of sandals. Thank yeah. you, sir. Appreciate you, Dennis. That was a good Hell reference. Yeah. Shout out, Danny. Love being prepared to WWE superstars. Yeah. Amen, Especially brother. The Rock. That was when he turned heel. Yeah, exactly. He turned heel, and then that was whenever The Rock and Stone Cold were able to really yeah. go. You know. Mm-hmm. But then old Steve, he fell into the dollar as well. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He kind of comes back around. What? Yeah. And then he stunned the shit out of Vince McMahon yeah. once and for all. Yes, he did. Dallas, Texas, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Put an end to it all. He did. It's over. That was one of the best stunners of all time. Yeah. Vince McMahon, oh, Steve yes, Austin. Out, out of his Absolutely. shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Stunned him out of his freaking out of his legs. Almost got him twice. Out of his, yeah. twice <laughs> out of his legs. He stunned him out of his legs. Yeah. Even before the pre-stun. Yeah. Got him out of his legs. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was watching a clip the other day where Steve was pretty sold in. I believe it was Kurt Angle. It was Steve. It was The Undertaker. It was Kane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that was so a motivational awesome. speech Vince from Vince yeah, Steve was very oh, about it. Can you play that? I love it. I'm in. So I think good. we actually could play it if we wanted to. I, so good. I don't know if anybody over there would... Hit us with a lawsuit, I don't think. That clip is awesome. It is so good. All together. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, watch old wrestling clips. If you're not a wrestling fan now, first of all, I understand if you didn't grow up with it, you're not a wrestling fan. You don't get it. You don't fully understand that everything in life is wrestling. Everything is a work. Everything, there's a baby face, there's a heel. You just got to learn who's who, why they're doing what they're doing. It is what wrestling is. But you you can go down some Attitude Era clips. Oh, Oh, my God. They're unbelievable. Just know that. You know, Undertaker's scary. Steve, awesome. <laughs> yep. Uh, Kurt Angle, just hilarious Olympic champion. Yep. <laughs> Triple H and Shawn Michaels and D-Generation X, fuckery. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're there for the fuckery. And Vince McMahon was the asshole billionaire boss, bought in completely, so public. You watch, like, a couple of those 45-second clips, You, it's literally right back. It's like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. And The Rock... In Stone Cold, and due to that heel turn, which I was close to doing, I was close to doing. Would have been sweet last week after the announcement. I'm like, you know, fuck it, I am. I'm going in. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm turning heel. I have too much love for the people that watch the show. Oh uh, yeah, we're too lucky to do what we do. Exactly, it's true. Way too lucky to do what we do. So there's no reason for me to turn heel and start just attacking everybody because people don't fully comprehend something they haven't seen before. <laughs> but we're about to do just that. Absolutely. Hell yeah. What? Those clips, you're not kidding. I am someone who wasn't into wrestling basically until you started doing it in 2018. They are, nothing has ever been on TV like what was happening in yep. the early 2000s. Some of those clips 90s. get brought back up and say, hey, yeah, this would never fly. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking they wouldn't fly it, Yeah. Yeah. You saw what they were doing with Raw, though. That third hour. Yeah, allegedly turned that thing back into PG-13. Really? Yeah. yeah, no more PG era, potentially for the third hour of Monday Night Raw on USA Network. Get some Sable? <laughs> I don't know. Sure. I do sick. not know. I do not know. All right, a couple more phone calls. Let's go to Brian in Pittsburgh on a 500 phone line. What's going on, Brian, as we wrap up this Winter Wednesday? Hey, Pat. Hey, boys. Much mana. How we doing? Hey, oh, uh, shout out Will Sasso and Brian in Pittsburgh. What's going on? 
Hey, brother. Uh, just wanted to let you boys know, congratulations on all the success. Uh, ESPN is a great move. I also, Pat, have a very special message for you from one of your former WBU teammates. Nice. Uh, the, uh, do you mind if I give him the A.J. Hawk intro? Absolutely, pal. All right. He is the first Division One football player Hell yeah. to get a scholarship out of Northwestern Lehigh High School. He is a tobacco dipping, leg whipping, whiskey sipping, son of a gun. Yep. He played and started at right guard and right tackle for WU, where he opened up some big gaping holes. For Pat White and Steve Slayton. You know Schmidt. He is Jake Figner, oh, number 73. Big fig. All right, appreciate you, brother. That was awesome. Jake deserved that. Jake would not have loved that that was happening. Oh, really? <laughs> but he definitely definitely deserved that. Uh, obviously, whenever he started, met, when he was doing the whole breakdown, I was like thinking to myself, all the teammates that we had back there, it's like, man. What a cool road we've had to get here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the people you kind of meet, and I guess with all the sh- all shit we got going on, I'm getting a lot of text messages from a lot of different mm-hmm. chapters <laughs> of my being, you know? <laughs> it's great to hear from everybody, you know? Yeah, you it's- said that Zoom. Yeah. Didn't you guys have a Zoom call? Yeah. yeah. That, and you said that was unbelievable. It was great to, to see. see it. Yeah. Because it it, he was not – we were not at the same time. It was He was right no. before me. Him and Slim left. But it was like kind of his generation, which I obviously know them. I've seen them around. And then our generation was in there. It was a nice chat. It was yeah. the good old days back there in Morgantown, man. Yeah. Interesting conversations that we had, man. It was awesome. I thought he was talking yeah. about Dan Moses. Dan Big Moses. This guy. Fig was a dog. There he is uh, blocking for me, kicking down there in uh, Mississippi nice. State. He was a monster, dude. Would not was have, this guy just a fan of of him? Like I don't know, that, that's what I'm, I'm I'm intrigued by Brian in Pittsburgh. I don't know because I don't I don't think oh cousins like hey why don't you go in there and, yeah pump me up pump me up classic offensive lineman there you know what I mean just kind of get by keep the head down let me my misery that technique he's using there for that field goal die slowly uh-huh. is what it's called okay mm. cross it open and just you're gonna get run over or sent to the ground mm-hmm. just do it slower than yep. a pancake speed bump. yeah please. And then we're going to do it again. And he's hopefully going to make it. Yep. That, that's what I felt worst about whenever I missed. Those I guys. I missed one. Oh, they would turn around. <laughs> we, don't, we don't miss extra points, okay? <laughs> we're very fucking tired. <laughs> and we got people spearing our knees right now. Okay, we're getting a point on the board. All right? We don't do that. You got it, buddy. Good call. Good yep. call. I was 18 years old. I'd been in the football world not at all. Not even a year. And I was like my baptism into it. <laughs> I missed an extra point or something. Moses turns around. We don't do that. <laughs> you got it. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> on the field. On the field. We we don't do that. Yeah, man. I'm hoping not. Yeah, that won't happen again. <laughs> I, I wish I could tell you why that happened, too. I, I don't. I'm not 100% sure, but you're 100% right. You you absolutely got it. What a crew. West Virginia needs to get back to that back. We need to get back to it real quick, too. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. This is the year. Your schedule sets up for it. Yeah, let's go. Shut up, AJ. Okay. <laughs> I was being serious. What are no, you, doing? you weren't. You weren't. I'll tell you what. These are great jerseys. Mm-hmm. They are. Great yeah. jerseys. These are really nice jerseys. Oh, yeah. Some of the best in the country. Super nice. Yeah, they are super nice. What's it say on the inside? Country Montani, Semper, 
Liberty, I believe Mountaineers are always free or something like that. Okay. Of course. I believe is what that stands for. Mountains roam free. I might be wrong, and West Virginia people are going to be very pissed about that because eh. that's a real thing, but right. I believe it's... I believe that is the same. Neil Brown. Was it in there when you played? No. These jerseys are so much nicer than <laughs> shit we wore. What, what do you mean? That one's awesome. I got a couple of my... Yeah. Yeah, that thing's awesome. That thing looks like it's actual, like, rap with compared to this thing. This <laughs> yeah. thing feels like a bazillion yeah. bucks. This is top of the line. Uh-huh. Of the the line. thing is much nicer than that. West bit. Virginia, okay, is creme de la creme mm-hmm. and everything except for the wins, losses. Mm-hmm. Those, let's go. Let's go. Those country roads uniforms they had last year. We... Hey, I was lucky to be a part of a, co- a lot of teams. The group after us with Gino and Tavon and them, group before us, won a lot of fucking games. So you guys can wear these. Yeah, right. right. Okay. And have that, that locker room that you have. Nice mm-hmm. locker room. And the whole setup that you have. What? And the Big 12 deal that you have. Yeah. And the Blue and gold means something. Mean something. Okay. It, we, there's a, you ain't it. All right. Well, we'd love to welcome you in. Right. We'd love for you to have some success. Absolutely. And be like, you know what? We weren't the generation that fucking buried West Virginia. Yeah. Okay? Can't have it. Though, to your point, AJ, <laughs> the schedule. Penn State, that's a win. Primetime. Duquesne, that's a win. <laughs> that's a tough. That's tough. Pitt, that's a win. Okay. Texas Tech, mm-hmm. that's a win. What? TCU, this ain't, they don't have Duggan anymore. Nope. That's a win. <laughs> We're winning the bye week, too. Wait till you see how much better we get. Hell yeah. Houston, done. Win. Oklahoma State, win. win. What? UCF, sorry <laughs> about it. What? BYU might sorry struggle there. Might struggle. Uh, it's at home. Yeah, at home. Win. Win. Oklahoma Sooners, win. What? Cincy, they ain't got fit. Win. win. What? Baylor, win. win. There's going to be people sailgating outside. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay, in, in the river that's mm-hmm. right outside there. And then Paying who, homage to the RG Triple Sticks. Uh, and I love a lot of is. these schools. I love Baylor. Love Cincy. Everybody else, whatever. Who you really watch them? Who you playing, playing in the title game? Good news is, I think Who TCU, Houston, Oklahoma State, BYU, all have new quarterbacks this year. Yeah. Right. See? And guess who doesn't? We got a guy that played at least one snap last year, I think. Yeah, but your quarterback <laughs> transferred. <laughs> What's that? I thought you're the quarterback you had he last year. He actually lost his job for a little bit. And oh. then the that, guy that started this year or last year? No, uh, what, Graham. Uh, no, what's his JT Daniels. JT yeah, Daniels. JT. So and he kind of stunk. Yeah. No offense, JT. Not probably not your fault. I had a guy running four two outside who was six five. Yeah. yeah. Also, ah, we know we know the OC Graham Harrell had him ready to go every time. We don't know if he's still there or not. But anyways, shit. He, he's uh, at Purdue. Yeah. Yeah. He's not there oh, anymore. Yeah. Boiler right? up. Yeah, yeah, he, great year. Whatever. Do yeah. what you got to do. Get the Big Ten. I guess you're scared of the Big Twelve. Um, yep. I don't know who covers the Big. I think it's Fox. Uh, yeah, Big Twelve. Yeah, it'll be on Fox. Still, AJ. Yes. Okay. It's a Power Five, AJ. Well, no, I'm saying we talked the other day. Like we don't know where these games are going to be played. We are talking strictly about the Big Ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to be in the Big Ten. Today. Well, we also saw where the I Big Ten so. is. Yeah. That first game. That first game is NBC against Penn State, so they do have the primetime Big Ten. NBC. Okay. Yeah, NBC with the Big Ten. Yeah, they have a big college deal. Look, but right. we don't know what the deal actually is. That was where the question marks were. It's going to be a bad deal once the Why Big Ten Why didn't you guys just let us into the Big Ten? Why didn't you? What's your deal? I think they should be in the Big Ten. I've so I've said that for a while. Like, they feel like a Big Ten team to me. ACC. Yeah, they feel like an ACC travel. team. Ten, ACC. Ten years ago, maybe. We'll I don't know. For travel if we go Big Ten. I mean, there's not going to be conferences anymore. Everybody, well, there'll be a couple. but no, there'll, be, there'll be two. Yeah, they're saying ACC team, which I kind of take – I didn't. As a little bit. Whoa, of a whoa, I don't whoa. say. I don't think ACC. Hey, listen, when my like, listen, if, when Miami and Florida State and Virginia Tech get back to their prominence that they they once were, that's ACC's a good conference. Yeah, yeah and that's going to happen. Last fifteen years, ACC is like second in drafted players. We're we're looking for six teams to turn it around. <laughs> Three. 
Okay. Miami, the, hey, Florida State's already turned it around. They're yeah. back. They got Drake May. They got That's Cade Klubnik. Yeah, so I'm cool with going to the ACC. I'd much rather go to the Big Ten. Anything but where we are, yeah. really. For sure. Yeah. Can't win three games. I don't think the Big Ten's going to be giving out too many bids to three-win teams. No. We said would... going undefeated. Well, if you do, yeah, then, then let's yeah. talk. Do we have to go through that schedule again? We are undefeated in that schedule. You look at the same schedule I'm looking at for West Virginia. I am. Well, yeah. but let's I just, Duquesne's got some players. Let's just say, uh, yeah, you AJ, the they do. Getting beat seventy to seven by a Big Ten team. What? I don't Who? Think. What? Who's yeah. going to do that? Penn State. Rutgers. Penn State. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. AQ Shipley's Ship State. If yes, he, please call him. If he's there, they are. You know, is he waving a towel? Is yelling, that, we are before the game. Mm-mm. Is he? Is that what he's up there with the microphone? He might be. They're supposed to be very good. Mm-hmm. Who's their quarterback? Exactly. Uh, Drew the, that Aller. big fucker who came in against yeah. Michigan State. He's huge. He's a five-star. Anyways, West Virginia's beating Penn State. We will be ready. What are we talking about? Yeah, well, so. people are saying that off week is actually when Neil Brown's off the team. And then the next week is when the season starts. Hey. That's what they're saying. I, 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 I never said that. Video. That's what people are saying. Fact, I will say. If it goes the opposite direction in which we assume it's going to go. Oh, then we have to talk. Then there will be quite a conversation there during that bye week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially with all eyes on Jacksonville State. See how they're doing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because they got a head coach oh. down there who's got it back in. <laughs> the old comeback. Uh, yeah. There's a head coach down there at Jacksonville State who uh, wished me congratulations on the baby, Pat. Did it. Yeah. Nice. Could you imagine Rich Rodriguez going back to West Virginia? What? Yeah, oh, it could easily happen. Full circle. Yeah. We both I, said that, didn't we? I don't know how he would feel about it. I don't know how he currently feels about it or how West Virginia feels about it, but there has to be some sort of meeting that could take place. You would think. There has to be some sort of conversation that could take place where if Neil Brown, we've been trusting to climb a long time, kind of hit a plateau, stop climbing, (laughs) but kind of actually started descending a little bit. But sometimes you got to do that. I watch Al Connold have to do that in his free climb and that entire thing to really get to the peak of the mountain. Sometimes you got to bounce over a couple rings. You know what I mean? So Neil's maybe done that over the entire time. Four times. So he was going like this, yodely, 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 sorry, yodely, 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 yodely. We're climbing. We're trusting to climb. Three yodelies. Yeah, probably three years. He was How long has he been there? Five years. So it's his recruits in there now <laughs> and everything that he has kind of put <laughs> yeah. in. Yep. And it was the worst year we've ever had. So it's easy to say. This guy stinks. Yeah, he's, he's terrible. What are you doing? He was at Luke Combs. He looked like a seat. He had Whoa, a good what? time at Luke Combs. Oh, you, you need that. to stop doing what you're doing I, right now. I'm not saying it in a bad way. He didn't look <laughs> like a hayseed. He is a hayseed. Exactly. No, you need to watch your mouth. Oh, That's a heck of a West Virginia. Anyways, there's a chance that there's a big bounce back for said legend who goes and sees Luke Combs and has some beers with the boys mm-hmm. and has a great setup every day of practice with that visor yep. and the way he looks. And that mm-hmm. beautiful bowl cut sitting underneath that visor. <laughs> Man, I love it. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And that big brain of his underneath that bowl cut. That's a Rich Rodriguez back at West Virginia. Holy shit. Natty. What a time that would be. You'd sweep the Big 12. Natty. I don't know if I was uh, Rich Rodriguez's favorite player, Okay. I think you are now. But I think we do have a pretty good respect for each other. Absolutely. When he came on the show. The interview interview with him going back to West Virginia that would happen on this show would be must watch. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just like because I know everything that happened behind the scenes on why he was so pissed off at all the times. Mm -hmm. And now that I know more about college football, like he was very, 
Right. Rightfully pissed. Right. Like, right, rightfully. Allegedly, there's two sides to every story, but feels like I heard the other side of the story a lot more than I heard Rich's. Mm-hmm. And then once I heard kind of Rich's from there, people was like, wait a minute. Oh, I could see how oh, he could maybe be jaded. like, what are we doing here in this entire thing? So He left on his own, though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He got offered a job to Alabama. That was on ESPN. He was going to Alabama. We were all kind of out and about on High Street. We seen that this guy's leaving. We really tied one on that night. Just Hell like, yeah. all right, we're going to go ahead and have a night here, kind of the end of an era. Then we go in the next morning, mandatory meeting, surprise meeting. We're all incredibly hungover. They got media outside. They got cops outside. Reed is there, his wife. Uh, Rhett's there, I believe, his, his son. His whole family's there. And we're like, all right, he's telling us he's leaving or whatever. And he's like, I'm going to fucking go anywhere. Go to work out. Let's go around. I was like, oh, Did you guys all stand up and cheer? Uh, no, we're all just like. What? Uh, something had he probably expected it. Didn't he expect everyone to stand up and cheer and pat him on the probably. back? I don't know. Like, because he was late to the meeting, too. Very rarely late to the meeting. His thing was like, yeah. you better be fucking early. And it, it, we all just kind of like sat there. We we're like 10 minutes early. You're sitting in the meeting room and you're just kind of waiting for the glass to break. Rich Rod's coming in, you know, and it's a full. Uh, you better sit the fuck, fuck up. What you, yeah, yeah, the whole, like, here we go. We got to do this whole thing. So there was a little bit more delay as we're, like, waiting for the glass to break. And then he comes in, and it was, like, very, I'm all leaving. Emotional. And we just all, all right. And then we just went back to work out. And we're like, looks like we got another year of all the richest shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which means this is going to be another, mm-hmm. we're about to get after it. It's going to be a grind. Yeah. Oh, you thought I was leaving. Okay. Got some for you. Yeah, we're going even harder. <laughs> yeah. So then literally, I think a year to the date later, it was him on ESPN. He's going to Michigan. Yeah. Meeting the next morning, and it was the same whole song and dance. And uh, but he was right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he actually yeah. went. Yeah. Then he actually went there. So he's getting a lot of job offers, which I think leads to him having a lot of leverage potentially behind the, especially like Alabama, yeah, and Michigan and other places. Oh yeah. And with how much money we could have got too, with the sponsors that, and the boosters that West Virginia has. Yeah. I think he was like, hey, let's let's go ahead and do this. And from the way he said it, it was like that was not well received. And he's like, all right, I'm fucking out of here. Smart. Blame that kicker. <laughs> missing. Yeah. And then here we go. Now we're at a spot where Neil Brown's going undefeated and he's national mm-hmm. championship. Boom. And no. if he doesn't, then you Rats. might have a full circle moment with Coach. And if he's back, Coach Blaine Stewart, I'll be excited to see if Blaine would work for hmm. Rich or not. That'd be funny to watch. Yeah. He could go coach for Neil Brown at the D2 school down the road. Let's get to uh, let's get out. <laughs> Unbelievable. He's still. That's still a job. There's no reason for you to talk about it. Yeah, he can go 2-10 and ten there. No That's coach care. West Virginia. Okay. That's right. We're not going 2-10. and ten. No, you're right. 2-11. 13 games. Let's play a schedule back up again. I still We're see winning. the second. Or see a lot of wins I on it. I see the Duquesne win. I really Are you don't fucking kidding I really me? don't see one after that. Town played at Duquesne, obviously. Uh, Duquesne well, is a, a trap school. game. That's a trap game, especially coming off a Penn State opener. Played is a loose, loose, loose. You can steal one against Texas Tech at home. Boy, they were yeah. tough. Ta- we're already 3 0. Steal yeah. one. What are you talking about? L win, L. We'll give you Texas Tech. TCU, great recruiting class. That's an L. No. Uh, it doesn't uh, matter how you, it's all in your heart. Oh. Uh, well, okay, fine. Houston, Holgerson, that's a revenge game. Bingo. L. Uh, Oklahoma State. Who's revenge? Our, ours against him. No, Dana I mean, against you guys. Yeah, you're talking about us being revenge against Dana. Neil Neil Brown. It's a revenge game, too. Mullets, yeah. West Virginia. I'm the head coach. I'm, I'm kind of upset True. about the strength of schedule. If I'm the head coach here. No, what are you talking yeah. about? It's an undefeated. What are we, who are we supposed to play? Jay, what are we, what are we even talking about? I don't know. At UCF, teams going to be chasing play. tail. BYU, no chance. 
You think Don Orlando, the boys are going to be at Disney World? Oklahoma. Big 12 championships for sure. Big comeback in Oklahoma. Yeah, you're damn right they put it at the bottom. They don't do that for every team. (laughs) Right. Big 12 championship. (laughs) Right down there. Good call, AJ. Thank you. They should put their helmet there. They should put... They should put the West Virginia helmet on the left side and then to put a question mark on the right Since side. Since he might we be should. done. Listen, since he might be done. So that's win number two, okay, November yeah. 18th. Might be. Perfect. They could be deep. I heard Oklahoma's going to be terrible this year, I'm sure. Venables. Thank you. A lot of people Oklahoma leaving State. there. Boom, yeah. We're undefeated. We're going to be just fine. Hey, shout yeah, out to us, right. dude. Yes, sir. What is hey, congrats, Neil. Go, Neil. Good luck, Neil. Good luck, Neil. All right, we're out of here. Uh, we will see you tomorrow with another Big Time Thursday. Huge. Yes. Massive. Jack Carr was in the studio yesterday. Yeah, he well, was. Unbelievable. Hey, that was really cool, AJ. That's the thing, like, you don't kind of get to experience not being here. Mm. Same with, like, CFO Phil and anybody else that's not in the building. Like, that's one of those things that, like, yeah, cool. Neat day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to see the pictures and everything of you guys hanging out. Yeah, he's he seems to be pretty awesome. And I got one of those. Those deals sent to my house, too. I'm sure Zito gave him my address or whatever with the book and everything, the cool presentation of it. My kids have already – I gave them the case. They're already stashing things in there. You might see that case again. Just maybe. Yeah. Maybe. We'll oh, see. maybe it showed up in a video that was filmed. No. No. Whoa. That's Jack Carr said there was some secret, super, super no. secret footage. What'd he say? What'd he say? What'd he say? I don't know. It was on the internet. You could pull it up. Well, well, well yeah, but how'd you, what did you take from what he said? Yeah, how did you read it? Uh, I don't know. He, he said, stick around. You might see some kind of footage that was shot, right, in the Thunderdome. Was he a part of it? I don't remember. The show. You tell us, book? AJ. Were you guys helping promote the book? I'm, I'm asking. You tell us, dude. You guys know something. Here we go. Just a normal Tuesday. Yeah. Bingo. Bingo. Tuesday at the Thunderdome. The Tuesday powwow. Jack Carr tweeted, what an awesome day with Pat McAfee and the team with Pat McAfee yesterday. Hell yeah, Jack. It was. It was. Unbelievable. I fucking love it. Love you, Jack. An honor. Love what you guys are doing. You can catch Fort the clip Newman. of my appearance on the Pat McAfee Show YouTube channel linked below. Also, stay tuned for a short movie we filmed after Whoa. the show that is bound to win all sorts of Critics' Choice Awards in the year ahead. <laughs> oh, Thanks, Pat. Keep crushing. He knows. He knows. Okay. That's, he knows. He gets it. I mean, his stance. I've never seen the, awesome. the greatest stance of all time. I looked at it for half hour last night. He's just locked in. Dude, he's, he's the coolest guy on the planet. Shoot Navy SEAL. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? That stance shows it. Accomplished, dangerous. accomplished Navy yeah. SEAL who just so happens to be like, oh, yeah, also one of the greatest writers to ever exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a guy. We're lucky that he's on our side. We appreciate yes. the hell out of you, Jack. Yeah. Love, Love you, Jack. Jack. Love you, Jack. Hope the book signing went fantastic last night. Remember, only the dead still available right now. That's right. Go get it. Did it come out on the New York Times bestseller? It came out today, right? Oh, yeah. Better. We'll check. I'm sure I it, assume. It, it will find its way on there if it didn't make it today. I don't think uh, last time, like when we had Greeny on, I don't think he was on the first one, but then the next one he was. A little bit of a build. Yeah. And that's how you let the book build, bitch. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's going to do. Amen. That's a great song. Yeah, it is. It's one of his best. Came on the other day. Yeah. It's a great one. Yeah. Didn't really know where he was going the first time you listened to it. <laughs> it's like, all right, bud, we get it. And that's how you let the beat build. Beat. So yeah, Wayne, you probably won't do anything. I guess yeah. just talk for two minutes and then the beat finally drops and he crushes. Uh, Pac-Man, you want to give away some uh, some books for some people or some merch? What are we doing? You tell me, AJ. What do you want? Uh, what, what do you want Pac-Man to do, AJ? What can he do? In oh suit? man, I like. I think Pac should hit a putt. Oh, I have been my. A while. I have my putter here. If you would like to use it, it's got a super stroke wide grip. You know, no big Ooh. deal. The full fit standing up is absurd. What kind of shoes are those, dude? He looks so cool. Thanks again. What are they? I gotta hit. I don't know. Well, before we get in there, there's Prada, Prada shoes, Gucci, Gucci, Prada. Louis, Louis, Gucci, Gucci, Fendi, Bally. Fendi, Prada. Bally. 
Bally's? Bally Sports. What's that? That's that channel that got disbanded, right? Yeah, they went bankrupt. Bally's went bankrupt. You're wearing bankrupt shoes right now? No way. They look way too cool to be bankrupt. How do you spell it? What's that? I don't know if this has anything to do with the TV. Oh, same name, different bucket. Is Bally like Balenciaga? Is that for short? Oh, Balenciaga. They had the... Remember they... Oh, yeah. Questionable marketing. Are they back? I don't think the people Bally's cared. I must have missed this. What'd they do? They just had a bunch of like pedophile stuff. You didn't yeah. miss it. It's like the beginning oh. of Dodgeball, and they come on those like yeah weird BDSM suits. stuff with yep. kids. Oh, yeah, real weird. Oh. Like shoot, very. Why would that ever be mm-hmm. yupped? Yeah. But I guess there's a lot of yup going it on. Ad now. Cam- it was an ad campaign trying to sell their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. of yup going on. A lot of yup, yup, yup. A lot of that going on right now. Bullshit. It'll change. Anyways, how many putts you want to make, bro? Tell me. You. T- I don't know how you're feeling. I don't. But yeah. either way, the ball's gonna be behind the black dot. <laughs> Come on, what is this? Stick up for the rules. You should find the spine too. Remember, there's a spine in between Where's the two break? rolls. Breaks left, right? Well, it breaks, breaks left and right. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's it's a spine off. from hole to hole. If Pac-Man goes two or three right here, we'll give ten merches and ten books. Ooh, good looking putts. Pack. Uh oh, that was clean. Boom. Yeah. Pack goes Conference one of four throw. here. Yeah. We'll give ten people only the dead Jack Carr's newest book and ten people merches. Oh, oh man! Let job, brutal. Uh-oh. Good pace, ah. brutal. Ten books, ten merches on the line here. All Pac-Man's got to do is go one of three here from about eight and a half feet. There it is. There it is. Oh, oh my God! Worse than last one. Okay. But he liked the way it came off the club. Yeah, it's he okay. He liked the way it came off the club. What did you feel there immediately upon the ball leaving your putter that thought you was going in? Uh. Aim for the hole. He doesn't have time for our bullshits. There it is. Pac-Man Jones gets 10 people, some books, and 10 people, some merches. All you got to do is retweet this tweet, say something nice to somebody, and boom! Oh, oh, 15 merches. Hell yeah. 15 merches, 10 books. All you got to do is retweet this video and say something nice to somebody. We'll be back tomorrow with another big one. Thank you to Dana, Coach McDermott, and Michael Block, the new golfing sensation, uh, for joining us on this beautiful Winter Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.